0: Get ready, DJ. (laughs) God damn it, Vic. (laughs)
1: What's up bros, I'm Jonathan, and I'm Caleb, and we're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Uh, this week on the podcast, we actually have a special guest, v- Vic. What's up guys? Like... <laughs>
0: God damn it. What's up?
1: So me? yeah, we're... Uh... We're joined by Vic from Crash and Taz Movie Seller. Once again, you know, the, the unannounced uh, fourth host, even though he just keeps <laughs> moving down the
0: list. Uh, no, he, in, he... I was grandfathered in. <laughs> uh, oh. I was grandfathered into that third host package.
2: Well, uh, you know, te-
3: technically, even counting the original like episodes that you were on, DJ has been on more episodes than you.
2: <laughs> Damn! See, here's
0: the thing, <laughs> though, is... You want to look at things in terms of quantity versus quality. <laughs> <laughs> I would say oh shit! That uh, you know, I would say that you know our context, our, all, all of the the context for our shows alone are wow. still you know. DJ, are you gonna take material. this? Take it. You're gonna take it, bro. I guess he's holding it back for just a little longer. Straight up dry dogging raw dogging it, bro. I'm just <laughs> Jeez. that's it, bro. Take it. From the Jeez. third host.
3: Dude, now I want to go back and see whose episodes have been listened
0: to more. <laughs> Let's be real though. It was pro it's probably his because a lot of the shows I've been on before, like I feel like you guys were on the up climb still. So, anybody that would have met you, they probably... You know what I mean? Like, when I find new podcasts, I don't listen from the beginning on. It's kind of like, I'll go maybe a month back or so or whatever. So, I I feel like, you know, they'll probably hear a lot more of his because he's the more recent ones. I think you you just called our old stuff shit. No,
2: no, no. I'm just kidding. That's
0: not what I'm saying at all.
1: Well, that's like... That's something about
3: our our show. Like, if it was like a a conversation format... I think that would be one thing, but ours is like movies, so people can go back and listen to whatever movie they want right, to listen to. I guess to. you're
0: right. I guess you're right. True. But I think once they once you realize No, you're right, you're right, I guess. Maybe I don't give enough time to most podcasts like when I'm listening. Once I hear something like that the reference is pretty dated, which is like give or take two weeks, <laughs> then I know like <laughs> well shit, I've gotta I've gotta now like go back or I like I don't know. There's like no surprises at that point. But you're right because those are conversational podcasts. I would say I would say you're right. I think people could definitely go back and listen to the beginning ones. So I'll save you the time. Then ours probably have the most listens. Again, I'm just
2: <laughs> throwing that out. There. <sighs> uh, yep. Wow.
1: So. DJ's really holding back I'm impressed I'm really really I'm impressed waiting for man. him to
0: jump on guys okay DJ <laughs> I know you're looking to hear this episode but I should you not it took me like 45 minutes to even get my stuff working and then not only that I'm thinking I'm thinking DJ's gonna jump out as they're introducing <laughs> their guest uh, you know it wouldn't be that original because again the shows I'm on it's quant- it's quality versus the quantity there but you know, so that surprise really got you, but you know, it, uh, I, I'm not going to lie, I've been waiting for Karma to bite me in the ass with that.
3: Dude, I feel like we've just created a a, a wall of just paranoia
0: with you two.
1: <laughs> Dude, straight up.
0: I'm, I'm always going to think whenever I'm on your show that he's going to just pop up. He's going to pop up. And then, not only that, I was listening to his most recent episode, and... uh <clears throat> He, he jokes about saying that he, they went to go see Love and Thunder. And then, you know, his <laughs> wife is like, we haven't seen that. And I'm like, shit, is he joking? And again, this, mind you, this is like an hour or two hours or so before I'm about to record with you guys. So I'm listening to this and I'm hearing it and, he, you know, she's like, we haven't seen this. And I'm like, motherfucker, is this guy joking or is he like, <laughs> is he trying to like plant these seeds of doubt? Or even fear that he's just going to pop up. Like, psych, I actually did watch it. I'm here on the All Bros. You know, here's, <laughs> here's co-host number four. You know, that's what I'm thinking, bro. I'm thinking, like, like surprise, co-host number four is here. And then, you know, it's like, oh, hey, what's up, number four? You know, that's what I'm thinking is going to happen while well, you guys are about to introduce me and stuff. But yeah. What's up, the real <laughs> number three? I mean, I guess... I guess we're, you know, we're a few minutes into this episode already, so if he hasn't jumped out by now, then, uh, you know.
3: Yeah. Dude, I, I, I swear, I want to get both of you to record, like, just a random intro so I can play it
0: whenever you guys are on. <laughs> oh, my God. um, I'm high enough right now that once we're done, I will probably do that for you, dude. Do not worry. <laughs> Do not worry, and I want you to play mine every time that DJ is on with you guys. That's what I want. <laughs> that is exactly what I want. Oh, oh my man. god!
2: That's gonna be oh, great.
0: And I'll I'll specifically say, "What's up, guys? Here's host number four, DJ, <laughs> joining <laughs> you with the All Bros oh, on shit. whatever platform you're listening on." <laughs> <laughs> And then cue the the classic Disney you know Magic Wand thing to make the Mickey oh the freaking <laughs> Disney of the Channel thing, screen. yeah. And there it oh is. And then god. boom, DJ's gonna be like, "Well, <laughs> have you guys like seen the behind the scenes
1: video of that that they've released? Oh over my god, dude, those are no, so awkward, <laughs> so freaking dude. Especially with, like the, Most of the time they're not even freaking drawing the actual Mickey ears. They're just like, oh, just scribble in the freaking air."
3: <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite videos to watch when they like actually track where the wand is going. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
2: Uh, oh
3: boy. Anyway, on
1: this week's episode, uh, we got one item to talk about with a 4K spotlight, and it's actually a movie we literally broke down a couple weeks ago. Like, holy shit, this was fast. Um, we got was it a couple weeks the... ago.
3: I feel like. It was five weeks ago.
1: <laughs> that's still a that's that's less than a month. That's that's a little over a month.
3: That is true. We went to I like went to go see like opening weekend.
1: Yeah, you did yeah. So <laughs> holy shit. Wow. Um so yeah, we'll be talking about that. Um, and then we got nothing for Through the Wall. When was the last time we actually did talk about something for Through the Wall?
3: Dude, I don't know. Like, they it's don't release shit new, like for news anymore. That's true. Hopefully next week we'll have a trailer to talk to you guys about.
1: If what happens happens, or hopefully what I've been told happens, we'll have some things to discuss. So look forward to that. Um, And then we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, which will be our breakdown of Thor, Love, and Thunder. Hell yeah. So, gentlemen, what do you say we get
0: started? Say, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it.
3: Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast.
1: You need a verbal kick in the ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms.
0: All oh, right. So oh, hold on, for- hold on. I thought oh. DJ's voice was about to pop on there or something. <laughs> like I truly was. There is a there is a true paranoia that was created on that episode. I want you to know that. <laughs> there truly was. There truly is, man. Oh god, I love it, dude. Love I've been asking,
3: so I've been asking him and the rest of the inner circle network for a freaking like uh, promos and shit to play, yeah. and no one's freaking sent me any, dude. Awesome bullshit. I know, freaking pisses me off. <laughs> man, get on it. Dude. I'm like, I have like four that I cycle through. I have. Uh, Angry Dad, Benz, who I just played. I have uh, Bruckers, The Autopsy of a Horror Movie. The uh... <laughs> it's kind of funny that all four of the shows that I have promos for DJ has some sort of like relationship with, because <laughs> Angry Dad is part of the Inner Circle Network that, or yeah, the Inner Circle Podcast Network that DJ is a part of. Yeah. Then I have Brucker, Autopsy of a Horror Movie, who is DJ's unofficial, or basically his rival, <laughs> for the shit that he was talking on uh, Scott Pilgrim. Oh then God. I have you, <laughs> and then I have um, the Mixed Media Forest podcast, which I think uh, DJ and, and that guy are, are buddies. I love it. So... <laughs> <laughs> like this show is just basically like a side piece of, of untrained eye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you uh oh. you guys get around <laughs> or they pass you around, I guess. Yeah. I think that might be the case. <laughs> you're like the you're like the communal the communal joint, if you will, like, you know they puff puff pass puff puff pass the elbows around. It's not bad though. It's all right. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. <laughs>
1: oh, you too! I swear. Anyway, moving on to a uh, 4K spotlight, we got a huge movie coming out this week. One that both and I, both Caleb and I loved, and that is the Bob's Burgers movie. Um, so that will be coming to 4K and Blu-ray, um, and it's actually getting a Best Buy exclusive steelbook. Uh, I'm actually very shocked. Um, I thought this would just be getting a bare bones 4K and Blu-ray release, but I am very happy that it's getting a SteelBook release as well. I already have this pre-ordered because, of course, um, it looks awesome. Um, it's literally, uh, literally the whole SteelBook is kind of like the outline or like the um, setup of the restaurant. And, you know, I, it's simplistic, but I kind of like it. Like the outside of the restaurant, or so the front is the outside. And I believe the back is the alley and then the inside is the actual inside. Oh, that's
3: sick. Right? It's a really good idea for a <laughs> steelbook. Cool. So That's the creative shit that every steel book should have. Right. Thank it's you. It's either like shit like that, they should have an artistic rendition of the of the show or movie or whatever, like happened kinda like the um uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent did like there was like an artistic Ooh, yeah. rendition. Like, gosh, I freaking
0: ah love that shit. Freaking love that shit. <laughs> or have people do like like their own little uh, what's it called? Like send in like not commissions, but I guess like like um try like have the the, the viewers make their own or design it. You know, like do a competition. Whoever wins, they get theirs. Like fucking used as the next steel book. I oh, would so cool. Companies would do that. That'd be so awesome, dude. That's what I mean. That's so that's comic sick. books. That's comic books with their variant covers. You know. It's yeah, they need to start a doing lot of that. Different with artists Steelbooks. sending in stuff.
1: Well, because it's like, so they're re-releasing, uh, kind of the Halloween Kill steel book, but now instead of like being like drenched in red, Michael's like all kind of in black. So, like, they literally replaced all the red with black and it has, like, the same thing and everything. But I wish that the inside artwork, because it still has, like, Laurie walking down the hallway, even though that scene isn't in the theatrical cuts and the uh, extended cut. I wish it would be when Michael's walking out of the house as it's on fire. Because they have amazing shots of that. Just put that in the steelbook. That'd be amazing. I That is seriously one of my favorite shots ever Michael Myers. Like, oh, my God. I get freaking chills just watching him walk out of that house slow-mo. I know this has nothing to do with Bob's Burgers, but like I get freaking ch- <laughs> chills when I see Michael Myers just walk out of that house. It's so badass. Um, but anyway, Bob's Burgers movie. Go pick it up on 4K, please. This movie deserves the love because unfortunately <laughs> it did not do well at the box office. And it sucks because oh. this is a great TV-to-movie adaptation. Did it really not? No, the budget was like $25 million and it only made $20 million. Oh, Dude, that sucks. I know. That movie was so good. But a lot of people have said that may be the case, but they feel that it's going to find its home on streaming, which I agree. I feel it really will. And also, it's honestly a miracle that for how much developmental hell that the Bob's Burgers movie went through, that it actually even got released.
2: It I'm so glad it so did.
3: That movie deserved
1: yeah. it. Oh, yeah. So good. Have you watched it yet, Vic?
0: I haven't seen it yet, no. You son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> well, it's Rose on is Hulu. Out to get me, man. He's it's out on Hulu. No. And He's it's on HBO. A- I understand. Listen,
0: hold on. <laughs> Let me publicly publicly apologize, Rose, uh, <laughs> for not being able to make it to the last two appointed uh, uh, movies that we've been scheduled. pretty sure it's the last movie, three. Was it three? Hold on. Uh-oh.
1: I want to point out that Caleb holds more of a grudge against you with that, not me. Probably. Yeah, you were supposed uh, to no, be actually, on... No, actually I know who up. up. <laughs> you
3: were supposed to be on for... Yeah, where the hell is Doctor Strange? I don't yeah, think I was on, to be on for No Way Home. Oh, no, you were supposed to be on for Doctor Strange, you were supposed to be on for Morbius, and then you were supposed to be on for No Way Home... But yep. you sent in your scores, Which- so I'm like, I technically that the only reason you're on that that freaking artwork is because I needed it. <laughs> 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 and then you were supposed to be on for Black Widow, and I don't think you were you were on there for that one. Damn, man, that was a whole summer ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Wow, Vic. Wow. And then
0: were you on for Shang Chi? swear he was i I forget i I think i was on that one
3: yeah okay so yeah we'll forgive that one (laughs) (laughs) and then you 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 did the 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 untrained movie seller with with dj doing far from home (laughs)
2: that's right
0: that's right and it still did worse yep all my efforts to like (laughs) get it higher it made it worse that was some bullshit. Oh, dude
3: there's been a couple movies since where it's been like a little bit higher than you and yours and DJ's score <laughs> or like the new <laughs> updated one so every time uh, like i bring up the new updated score i i, I freaking chuckle to myself cuz i'm like freaking dj must be pissed or vic must be pissed about that <laughs> oh shit but uh, yeah,
0: so there's been a few. <laughs> it's been a few. So I publicly apologize, Rose. I'm sorry. Life was a bitch. <laughs>
2: yeah. So well, uh, just know finish. we're
0: putting you on the schedule for all future MCU movies. All right, penciled in. You are penciled into all future MCU movie <laughs> recordings from now on with me. I mean, that should have been the case. I, I kind of was supposed to be, but. You know, like I said, life. Life, man. Life. Yeah. So. Fair Thorn. enough. We get gotta...
3: to Yeah, so next but one. We're here for we... Thor. Wait, 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 wait. What's the next one? Is the next one Black Panther? Yes. Yes. Yeah, November? Awesome. Hell yeah.
0: So, yeah. All
2: right.
0: <laughs> See you there, DJ. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: shit. All right, so, uh say, so, so yeah, Vic, it's on uh Hulu and HBO Max,
0: so um you better go watch it. All right, all right, man. Yeah. All right, I'll 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 do whatever it takes to make it up to you, Rose. Dude, okay, my... <laughs> that you know
1: what, that's all it's gonna take is just watch the Bobs Burgers movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, well, wait for... a minute. Let me ask you one question. Then hold on. How many episodes are you in on uh, on Avatar: The Last Airbender? All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: haven't picked up. Oh my god! Anymore. it's all right. I'm go go sorry. <laughs> okay, I take I take back. You don't have to watch the Bob's Burgers movie. I would
0: I would say it's all right, but I know Caleb's gonna say it's not all right because I know no, it's, not. Oh, yeah. Wholeheartedly. it's not. Yeah, know. And we've gone into very long tangents on this. I keep interrupting you, but, uh, which. (laughs) Yeah, it hasn't been that long. Uh,
1: Well, before I get yelled at anymore, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, what do you say we move into our headliner? I almost said breakdown. Headliner of the evening.
3: Let's do
0: it. I say, Taste My Hammer.
1: So, if you guys are new to our, uh, fuck, I'm already fucking this up, to our breakdown (laughs) system, it! If you are new to our podcast and don't know how our breakdown system works, Caleb, would you like to let everyone know how we do things on this podcast?
3: Yes, I would. Um... So, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros and Crash and Taz movie seller letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spits out a a letter grade for us to look at to compare to other movies.
1: I wish people could see what Vix is yeah, doing like, with his hands. <laughs> Are you doing signing, some guys, sign I'm language signing. shit? No,
0: I can't oh. sign with the shit.
1: <laughs> I was going to say like, dude, that's impressive cuz I don't <laughs> know Jack shit
3: of sign language. I know yeah, bacon and cookie. Could've... That's it. <laughs>
0: okay,
3: I... Dude, have you ever anyway. have you been on our show since I set up the the soundboard thing?
0: I want to say yes. You've had it for a while.
3: Yeah, I feel like I have, but
0: I think I think even when when uh, we surprised DJ, you had it like that too. Did I? I I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Because I I know, I know at least the last few episodes I haven't had to wait for your cues that we used to give. Okay, that
3: surprises me. I I, I don't feel like I've had it that long, but
0: but it, I know I know it, it, it's crazy. Like how much time actually has passed.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, Cool. Anyway, um, if you have not seen Thor Love and Thunder, we are about to spoil the entire freaking movie for you. So if you listen past this point and anything gets spoiled for you, it is your own damn fault. Uh, So with that, Rose is going to read off the synopsis and we'll get into our breakdown.
1: Yeah, all right. Let's read the story for the worst Thor movie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dude, I will. Wow. Kill you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, got
2: him.
0: I move. I move to have Jonathan Rose uh uh demoted to co-host number three. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> Just because you guys like this movie, it's like, that's a top three decision. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Gore and his daughter Love struggle in a barren desert. Despite their prayers to their god, Rapu, Love dies. The god killing necrosword weapon calls to Gore, leading him to Rapu's lush realm. After Rapu nonchalantly dismisses Gore's plight and proceeds to strangle him, the new. Nu- nu- Wow, the Necrosword offers itself to Gore, who kills Rapu with it and vows to kill all gods. Gore is granted the ability man- to manipulate shadows and produce monsters, but is cursed with impending death and corrupted by the sword's influence. After Gore kills several gods, Thor learns of a distress signal from Sif. Thor parts ways with the guardians of the galaxy and finds an injured Sif who warns that Gore's next target is New Asgard. I don't know why, but it feels like this just like skipped a shit ton of stuff. But I know it.
3: I don't think it did. Uh, I don't think it did either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think I it think, has. Yeah, I think it covered everything.
1: <laughs> well, shit. Okay. Um, meanwhile, Doctor Jane Foster, Thor's ex-girlfriend, has been diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer. With medical treatment proving ineffective, she travels to New Asgard, hoping that Thor's fractured hammer Mjolnir might heal her. Due to an enchantment Thor unknowingly placed on it years earlier to protect protect Foster, Mjolnir reforges and bonds itself to her. Thor arrives in New Asgard just as Gore's attack begins. Thor is surprised to find Foster wielding Mjolnir, but nevertheless teams up with her, Valkyrie, and Korg to fight Gore. The group thwarts Gore, but he escapes, kidnapping several Asgardian children and imprisoning them in the Shadow Realm. The group travels to omnipotent city a realm that is home to many gods to warn them and ask for their help the leader of the gods zeus fears gore and is unwilling to help think, unwilling to help thinking they can remain safe and hidden from gore in the city zeus orders the groups capture to prevent them from exposing the city's location to gore and in the ensuing fight Korg, i almost said kong korg's body is destroyed though his face remains alive Thor impales Zeus with his own thunderbolt, which Valkyrie steals before they escape. As the journey continues, Thor and Foster rekindle their romantic relationship, and Foster reveals her illness. The group arrives at the Shadow Realm, but are unable to find the children. Foster, Foster deduces that the kidnappings were a trap for Gore to take Thor's axe, Stormbreaker, in order to summon the Bifrost and enter the Realm of Eternity, who can grant his wish to destroy all gods. Gore overpowers the group, sev- severely injuring Valkyrie. The group retreats back to Earth, though Gore manages to steal Stormbreaker. Drained of her strength each time she uses Mjolnir, Foster is warned that using it once more will likely kill her. Thor persuades Foster to let him fight Gore alone while she recuperates. Thor finds the kidnapped children at Eternity's altar and, using Zeus's Thunderbolt, Im- imbues them with his power to fight Gore's monsters while he battles Gore.
3: What? Huh? Wait, what? Are... No, I Wait, was just what? laughing, like, just recalling that scene, all the kids oh. with, like, the, the makeshift weapons oh. and the one with, like, the stuffed the bunny. Rabbit? Dude, oh, that was yeah. hilarious.
0: <sighs> as soon as I saw that thing get enchanted, I was I was waiting to see him use it. Like, I wanted to see how the <laughs> hell they were gonna make that into a weapon,
3: dude. Yeah. I th- I I had so many thoughts in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna be like swinging him around by like the ears or something, like freaking Mjolnir. <laughs> but no, it, like it's even better. It's freaking like
0: lightning vision. <laughs> so you know what? Okay, before I because I know I'll forget. Like that makes me wonder because. Thor was able to enchant that because he's technically now the all father. Does that mean that those things are still even after I have to go back and I'd have to go back and listen to like what the enchantment is that he puts on him. But does that mean that those toys and pot like or that rabbit is still like out there still put uh, what's it called with that charm like used as a weapon like it's a potential weapon out there.
3: No, because he he gave that he said temporarily.
0: Okay, okay, that's what I'm saying. I had to, I'd have to go back and listen.
3: Yeah, um, he. So I don't think he like it's an all father only ability to use the because if you think about it, like they did a flashback before Ragnarok when when Thor and Jane were still together, and he was talking to Mjolnir and like unknowingly placed that. uh, Well, that's
0: yeah, and I mean that's I guess I'm confusing mcu logic with like their comic book logic so that's that's where i'm i guess i'm i'm making the mistake is i'm i'm mixing the two you know yeah
3: so it just kind of seems like or at least how it came off to me that that's just something as guardians are able to do
0: (laughs) yeah i guess i guess that would i guess that would make sense like i said i'm I'm more basing it off of like the comic book versus versus the movie, like the MCU version. So.
3: Yeah, which I talked about it in in our multiverse of madness discussion, but I do not like that they listed this universe as six one six
0: or six one six. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you because. Well, to an extent, because that means if they're gonna, if they're gonna list it as that, like, you want very comic-accurate renditions, you know, just, just so that it's, it feels the same. Um, I know we were talking about, like, Ms. Marvel a little while ago and stuff, like, how they, you know, they have those, those differences from the, you know, from the comic book, but, uh. You know, I'm sure theatrically and even visually they have their their reasons, but it, you, you know, I agree. If they're gonna be like listed as that universe, you kind of want that that comic book accuracy.
3: Yeah. Um. I know this is a completely off topic, but have you seen those those things or like interviews or whatever where people have talked about the actress for Ms. Marvel, like? getting in verbal arguments with kevin feige
0: (laughs) no (laughs) like so
3: she so she went to go like during their like their uh post-production stuff or it was like some like filming that they had to do it was after uh multi or yeah after multiverse of madness came out and so she went to go see the movie and then like brought it up to him and was just like hey the mcu can't be earth 616 and like listed all the reasons why and then they were like having like a big back and forth with each other <laughs> i'm like i freaking love that right <laughs> and then he was giving her a hard time for watching wandavision on her phone and like all, just all, like it, it's it's seems like such a fun relation i mean hopefully he's not like actually pissed off about it but <laughs> it seems like I they give each it. other a hard time and it's just kind of fun <laughs> yeah that's awesome um but anyway getting back into love and thunder did you finish your your thing <laughs> he <laughs> did not did you finish you, you can continue on with it i'm oh. i'm done laughing about the <laughs> yeah. the asgardian children <laughs> After I was so rudely interrupted. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> it's Caleb. Uh, shit, I forgot
3: where I was.
1: <laughs> God damn it, Caleb.
3: <laughs> I said sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: okay, we're going to start the paragraph over again. Drained of her strength each time she uses mule Foster is warned that using it once more will likely kill her. Thor persuades Foster to let him fight Gore alone while she recuperates. Thor finds the kidnapped children at Eternity's altar and uses Zeus's thunderbolt, imbues them with his power to fight Gore's monsters while he battles Gore. Excuse me. When Foster senses that Gore is about to kill Thor, she joins the battle with Mjolnir to save him. They destroy the Necrosword, freeing Gore from its influence, but the three are brought into Eternity's realm. With Gore po- poised to make his wish, Thor implores Gore to revive his daughter instead, instead of destroying the gods. Thor then leaves Gore to make his decision and attends to Foster, who succumbs to her illness. Moved by their display, Gore wishes for eternity to revive love, which it grants as Gore dies from the curse, he requests Thor to care for love. Korg's body is restored, and he starts a family, while Foster's sacrifice is honored in New Asgard, where Valkyrie and Sif begin training the children. Thor adopts Love, who joins him in his heroics with the former wielding Mjolnir and the latter wielding Stormbreaker. In a mid credit scene, a recuperating Zeus sends his son Hercules to kill Thor. And in another post credit scene, Foster arrives at the gates of Ahala, where she is welcomed by Heimdall.
3: Dude. I have not been impressed with the MCU end credit scenes for a while cuz these actually are going somewhere. Yeah, well, they're not just there. Like the the end credit scene for um with with no way home being like just a trailer for multiverse of madness really kind of pissed me off. And then the one with multiverse of madness ending with that one pizza dude punching it, like stopping to punch his face.
1: Well, yeah, but that that was, that was, that's like classic Sam Raimi though. He had to work that in.
3: I know, but still I was, I wasn't super thrilled about it. This one, even if they take it nowhere, like, if we never see Jane again, and it's just knowing that she went to Valhalla, I'm so happy with that scene.
0: As am I. I agree. But... Like, oh, such a not, good... But I'm I'm happy with that scene also, because... Have you read this run? Did you, Caleb, did you read it at all? Or...
3: I have not read this run yet.
0: Oh my god. You are missing out, sir. The One, the art in this comic run is freaking fantastic. And then the story, the movie and this and the comic book run for this, it's insanely close. Like they kept to a lot. Like if you read the um, Thor God of Thunder run, uh, you know, with gore and all that. And then you read the uh, Mighty Thor with Jane Foster. I mean, and then you watch the movie there's a lot that they pulled in from the that run and it is amazing how they brought them to life um but for that I love reason, when they do that oh yeah no i'm i'm like i'm telling you read read at least those two runs and like if you can think back on the movie you're going to see a lot of similarities from the from the book it, like bringing panels to life galore with these things i'm not even exaggerating it's really awesome yeah oh dude like this but, so sorry get... sorry well, hold on no. one back to my point was that's why I'm happy with the whole Valhalla thing at the end because that's that's part of the end there's a uh, I want to say like three books uh, it's like three parts for the death of Jane Foster and on that last one there's, there's it's three or four Um, but they they have they have her like walking into Valhalla but she's greeted by Odin, I believe, in that one, if I'm not mistaken.
3: That would have been really cool, too. But, I mean, seeing Heimdall, not upset about that at all. No,
0: no, 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 not at all. Not at all.
3: Um, what? Dude, they did so much cool shit with this movie. Like, not just with the movie itself, like the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that they incorporated, like, the actors and a lot of the casts kids yeah like Taika Waititi like we'll get into this with a, with effects but Taika Waititi said that the kids were the ones that were actually designed the shadow demons oh and then he just took That's those cool. pic. yeah so he just took those pictures to their like the arts department was like just like hey yeah. animate this and he says that they were so much scarier <laughs> than anything is- anyone could have come up with
0: That is so cool, because, I mean, think of the imagination of a child. Like, what they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make something that's just freaking out of this world, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, versus giving it to those animators, giving them that task, and they're gonna set limitations and stuff, but, you know, holy shit, man, yeah, I can imagine.
3: Yeah, and then just, like, a bunch of various other things that they they had, like... Uh, I know Chris Hemsworth had some. Ha- like, his daughter was the one that played Love. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like. Played, he was-
0: his son played him, like, as the kid running. One of the kids running in there. Really? I think that was one of. Yeah, that was, I think, his son in there. Yeah, I think they oh, said that,
3: that when, like, the first trailer came out. Yeah. Dude, that's all. Aw- I thought it was the. For some reason, I thought it was, like, a nephew that was playing, the, like, the, the teenage Thor.
0: No, I think it's the kid. I think it's the kid one. Like, again. the first one running? It's, like, one of the first two, yeah. And they... Um, hold on, let's see. I, 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 I'll look more, look into this more right now, because I, I want to know which one it was, too, now. But, yeah, they, uh, they used one of those kids as his.
3: Yeah, but like so cool. I love that they incorporated that. I love that they like I just love everything that they they did with this. It was mm-hmm. like I feel is really well well done. But getting into like the actual like breakdown and not just not just pining over this movie. <laughs> um what did you guys think of the of the story overall? And I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it, Rose, since you didn't like this nearly as much as as I did.
1: (laughs) The problem that I have with this story is that I feel um, when they try to do something serious, it's over, what's the word? Like a joke is like, like income incomes right after. And so the dramatic parts kind of just kind of lose it, I feel they could have just lingered those on a little bit more. Like, don't get me wrong, they did a very good job handling Jane Foster's, you know, cancer with stage four, but I feel it, re- it really wasn't given, at least to me, um, I feel with cancer, it should be given more attention. Um, and it wasn't really up until, like, the actual ending when she was about to die, like, when she was literally on her deathbed at the hospital.
0: Hmm. Can I can I time out real quick? Let me let me rewind you guys. So a few of Chris Hemsworth's kids were actually in this. Um, his son Sasha is playing an Asgardian child. Uh, his brother Tristan played the younger version of Thor, and then uh, yeah, the the daughter, like you said, was uh, uh, what's it called? Was Love? Who's yeah. So and they like actually was that like, her name? All of the actors. Yes. Uh, what's that? Yeah, it like, was her
3: name. That was that was her name. Like I thought
1: I she
0: was just Gore's daughter.
3: <laughs> yeah. No,
1: he he. No, it says that. Yeah, her her name is. Well. Is that what
0: they have her listed as on there? Like credit? Yep. It? Really. Huh. But yeah, I guess Natalie Portman, Taika Waititi. A lot of these guys. A lot of their kids were in it. That's really cool.
3: Yeah. I think mean, I, I freaking love. Shit like that. It kind of makes it feel even more like a family film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I loved the like a, a picture that Chris Hemsworth posted of him of him on on set, like in costume and everything, hurt rehears- like waiting f- to be to film a scene for Dark World with his daughter like, sitting down in, like, the gravel on, like, on set, and he's, like, sitting there, like, just doing some some weird shit, and then he's, like, like, has a picture with her, like, working on set for Love and Thunder, and he's just, like, like, this is a dream come true, (laughs) and I, like, I I love shit like that, I'm, I'm, like, such a big family person, and so seeing... People get to work with their families, like, really makes me happy.
2: <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I
0: think that's, I think it's cool that they were able to do that though. No, it was awesome. With those.
2: Yeah.
3: So you, you felt like they didn't give enough attention to Jane's cancer, Rose?
1: I uh, don't know. I, I would have liked just a little bit more. Um, maybe that might just be for um having dealt with a family member that has had stage 4 cancer um so when it comes to that i want them to like really drive it home that this shit is really freaking serious like literally it's the final stage literally unless this chemo works you... i'm sorry you're at you're at the end game that that's that this is it.
3: well i feel like they they made that pretty like yeah, pretty well known like with like how serious the the cancer was affecting her when she was in the hospital like right before thor went off to fight gore like she was no, yeah, to, no, he's no, just agree, like you yeah. can't pick up the hammer anymore otherwise you'll you'll die and then like the scene when he sees her flying in like he does has this like look on his face where he's like Almost relieved, but then like you kind of see that moment of realization where he's like, "Oh shit! Like this is it?" <laughs> no, no, I
1: absolutely agree. no. Like everything like from the hospital on at that point is really good.
2: Oh, um, just like it's before, just, before. Yeah,
1: that. I, I, and you know, I get it. They had more story to tell, and this might just be me nitpicking. Um, on like honestly, I felt this movie just needed to be so much longer. <laughs> Like I know, Taika Waititi said, "Oh yeah, we're not doing a director's cut, but literally, like, we filmed like a four-hour movie, and it's less than two hours."
2: Hmm.
3: Yeah, I think part of the maybe part of the issue too with them not want like getting it too deep into Jane's cancer is she was she was kind of like she was the one kind of pushing it off like. Not really wanting to tell anyone. And then it was like once she told Thor, it became a bigger part.
1: Yeah. In your guys' opinion, because I'm starting to feel this way. Do you think that they are making Thor way too goofy in the MCU? Like you can't take him serious anymore? That is an excellent question. Because after watching this movie, don't get me wrong, I laughed my ass off. I enjoyed the comedy. I love. Th- I still enjoy Thor's comedic parts. But a part of me misses what we uh, got from him in the first Thor for how dramatic he was, for how serious he was. He was still funny, but he still had those dramatic moments. And I don't think we got really... I th- we got some of those at the end, which, you know, I really... Like, honestly, the ending with, like, him, Gore, and Jane, I love that scene. That is some great... Um, film. Oh, my God. I'm, like, butchering this so bad. That—that That is a... Oh, my... Jeez, freaking Louise. <laughs> That's just a great scene in general. There we go. That's what we're going to go with. But other parts in this movie with Thor, I just... <sighs> Um, he felt too... I don't want to say stupid... Because Thor's not stupid... But... It literally felt like... His... He He's... To me, from where we've reached now with Thor 4... He's almost like nothing like we originally had him in... The first two movies... Which I get... You know, like... Taika Waititi tried to bring new life to the character... But I still want Thor to be at least a
3: little serious... Now you know exactly like, how I feel about the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I. Well, I get shit! What you I didn't mean. think it was gonna be Thor, but yeah, it's freaking Thor.
0: I get what you mean, though, because I mean, you compare you compare the first Thor to something like this, or even Ragnarok, like it. it it's not as Shakespearean as you have in the first Thor, you know. I, I I get what you're saying. Um, but I I think too that's to make them more. I think that's more on like the studios part, just trying to make them more appealing for younger viewers too. See point. Which I mean, I mean, it's. I think that's still more of like, like their. What's that? I
1: don't know, can't you still make you know like the real life the real Thor? Can't you still make that kind of a entertaining? Um
0: I mean they, kids? I think I think like you said they managed to do a good job with it in the first one like he has some pretty funny you know lines just cuz of how naive he is Um I think the closest that I've seen to what I would expect from him like in a comic version would be um in Ragnarok when he's talking to like when he's talking to Doctor Strange you know, he, like I think that's Ooh, as funny yeah. as he'd get, like as he should get. I agree with you. You know, where he's like, you could have sent a an, an electronic mail. It's called an email. You know, and he's, and that's when he's asked, like, well, do you have a computer? He goes, no, what for? And, like that's something where it's like, okay, I kind of would expect something like that in the comic too. But I get what you're yeah. saying. Like, that's that's the kind of humor that's as close to the first movie as you'd get with with those with the more recent ones. But I know what you're saying they are it seems like they are trying to make him too much of a goofy character and i think I think again that's more of like like a marketing plot just to make you know again younger viewers actually just more a a broader um group of viewers to like really like him and want to purchase his his merchandise you know
2: that's a good point
3: I think with with Thor from the first one like yes it, it like like with Thor in there he was like a perfect I think he could have been a little bit more f- funny in the first one but it was very like Shakespeare like you like you said Vic a little like slightly Shakespearean had a little mm-hmm. bit of humor and I think where where the the movies after went wrong with the Dark World, I think they went too far to the Shakespearean side. And then with Thor Ragnarok, they pushed him to a point. Like, I think Thor Ragnarok pushed Thor to a point where he became more interesting. Yeah. And then this movie just pushed him a little bit too far on that the, same on direction.
0: Comic, comedic and, yeah, Yeah,
3: because yeah, like... The Thor that we have in the first Thor versus this Thor, I do not see the first or like the Love and Thunder Thor winning over Jane like he did in the first one, because he was like talk like with that Shakespearean speech and talking about like the nine realms and like 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 basically seducing her with his words. Like, there's no way in hell that Love and Thunder Thor would do could do that. Like he, like I, I want, I still want the Thor that is able to inspire armies and inspire like this group of ragtag people to come and like join him on this quest that they know is doomed for failure. Versus. Like, he wasn't able to convince anyone to do anything when he was at that, the God Realm. <laughs> and it's, it's because he, like, he stumbles over his words and he's super awkward. And it's just, like... He... The Thor in the first one, sed- like, seduced Jane with his words. And just because he's freaking hot. <laughs> I was gonna say then, his knowledge, but okay.
0: Yeah, and then...
3: Sure. <laughs> and then... In Love and Thunder, he he did it with, like, awkwardness. <laughs> and it's just, like I said, I, th- I think they just pushed him way too far to the, the right. I think using the Ragnarok to kind of launch him forward, or, like, launch him, like, the different direction than that they were going with Dark World, if they would have just stuck there and done what they did with him in Infinity War... I won't say Endgame, because I feel like they they pushed him a little too far into Endgame, into the comedic realm, too. Even though I did really like Fat Thor. (laughs) I would disagree,
0: though. You think they pushed him, too? Like, you don't think they pushed him? No. I don't think so. Because what they have him portraying, like, the things that they have him portraying, you know, depression, anxiety, all that stuff, like... I, I think that, you know, at least as an adult, like it could go in any different direction and he chooses like to go with alcohol, but I mean, they did do it in kind of a comedic way, but I I don't, I don't think that they, I don't think that they pushed him too far yet there because he was still really like just the way he talks when he gets serious, like when Thanos comes, when he's like, I've got to be the one I want to do this. I'm the strongest like it's not like that's a I feel like that's a mix of the the brave like the Thor that inspires that you're talking about mixed a lot with you know this Thor that's going through depression anxiety and stuff that wants to prove himself again and so I think that like I don't see that as comical I me personally so I mean I don't know this could be a personal opinion but I think that I don't think he was pushed too far because, like I said, when it came time to get serious, he was still really serious. Like, I didn't see him as funny when he got into battle mode for this one as much as I did in in Love and Thunder. Like, I feel even when he was fighting, there was, you know, still, uh, I don't don't know. I don't want to say, I don't know. It's just not as like, it's not the same to me, you know. I feel like they're still, they're waiting to make a punchline for all of those right now like when they whenever he's fighting in this one versus like in the in like end game he was still pretty serious and it was just it was just the fat suit that made him kind of funny you know but that's i don't know i, I don't I, you can have your opinion i'm just saying i think no, that, that's
3: i mean that's a fair point i can honestly I mean, agree with that
0: yeah i like
3: I like what you brought up the i didn't like didn't really even think about like the, the emotions that he was portraying and like with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and and all that different stuff. So well, and you think that's, about that's, it too. That's though. a fair point.
0: And you think about it too. Thor's character is all about like that's the kind of character he is. He's a character of redemption, you know. That even in the comic books, you know, he's he's sent down from Asgard still, and you know, has to still be. Well, I think he just had to find the hammer, really. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, he still has to be proven worthy. And there's, you know, I feel like in all of the movies, he's kind of struggling in one way or another to prove that always. You know, so I think, like, I think Endgame just did it well enough that um, it was still a good balance of of the comedic and the serious. Right. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Also, I'm high oh. as shit, so you just ask a very, <laughs> very mind-opening <laughs> question right now, Rose. So.
1: You're you're welcome. You're welcome.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think the issues that we have with with Thor, like his characterization, I think that could definitely be more in like a writing issue than mm. anything. That's true. Um, story wise i mean i i feel like the movie had a pretty decent flow um i mean i th- like i think they did a good job at setting up the the opening with gore and like understandably like why he wants to kill all the gods <laughs> and i'll be honest like the opening scene almost made me tear like cry
0: i'm sure because i was
3: dude i I was like thinking of like that same thing just like oh he's praying to this god that's supposed to bless him with this eternal reward he goes and meets that god face to face and it's basically like ew look at this thing
0: it's like it's eating my fruit (laughs) (laughs) and you you want to you want to hear let me ask you this Um, because you can relate on a couple of different levels with this one, so I think they did a good job. I agree, they did a good job with with how they made like showed him like grow his hate for the gods. But in the books, his mother dies. His and they're always telling him pray to the gods, pray to the gods, and then his wife actually dies as well, kind of like in the scenario that they're in in the movie you know so the wife dies i, I don't think she was pregnant i think she was no she wasn't pregnant but they did have kids i want to i don't know i'd have to go back and read that now i think they show her his wife pregnant at some point But same thing and then he loses he loses i think his kids too but he like insane like the level the level of heavy in the comic for that i think they they matched it up pretty good, but I think like they if they would have shown him in those other stages, it would have really like I don't know I don't know if that would have been like an overkill or if that would have just added on to it.
3: I think it, that if they would have added anyone else to like the death, I think that would have pulled away from the the scene of like ha- like if he would have had to it. bury two people, I think it would have pulled yeah. away from just the utter heartbreak. I think yeah. the reason they went with, like, his daughter is because the, I mean, I know this from personal experience, the the bond that you have with your, your daughter is just tight. Sure. Like, it is so, like, freaking tight, and you just, you're always wanting to protect them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think him being put in a situation where he wasn't able to, he was praying to this God to help, which I think is also like a big thing for, for dads to understand. Like, hey, I don't like, I can't do this by myself. Hey, I need some assistance. And then mm-hmm. re- relying on this God that ultimately betrays you, I was like, yeah, freaking kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, what got me is when he was, Like like cuddled like holding her grave. That's what freaking like just shattered my heart. Like I was almost like, I wanna I need to go home and hug my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And oh, it just freaking like just rips at your your heartstrings. It is Mm -hmm. so freaking sad. And then how he gets to it's almost like he doesn't even like, I know he kind of hesitates at the end when he's at eternity and about to like make his wish. And I know it like seems like he's trying to, um, like he's hesitating on, on what to wish for, like the death of the gods versus wishing his daughter back to life. I truly believe that there was, no hesitation what he was going to do the hesitation came with what he was concerned about after because he knew he was dying and he's just like like I, I was trying to like put myself like dude I can relate to Gore so freaking much <laughs> like I was totally on his team I'm like dude like even what, like when he was at Eternity I'm like
0: whatever you want to do bro I'm like I'm right behind you <laughs> i'm telling uh, you i'm telling you dude read read that comic run you have you have my my uh, marvel unlimited go on there and check it out dude and i think you'll still like if you're like you're saying you relate to this character in the mcu i think you relate to him in the comic and he is arguably one of the best in my opinion villains that i've read about in here like his his uh dialogue and and stuff in that in the comic is amazing it's fantastic i think you're gonna enjoy it i think you know and and it'll i think it'll have you appreciate the character too like i said a lot of a lot of this um a lot of this movie like you'll see a lot of comic reference i think you'll enjoy it because of that more
3: yeah um yeah i don't think like i think that was just what he was struggling with like Knowing that if he wishes her to life, he won't be there. He won't be the one protecting her. Yeah. And I think the hesitation came with knowing what was going to happen. And I think as soon as Thor agreed to watch over her as his own, I think that, like, like he was set like in what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he would have gone... I think he would have wished her to life either way. I don't think it like came across his mind cuz he was just so blinded by by anger.
0: Blinded by the light.
3: Yeah, and then uh, I think as soon as I think I forget if it was Thor or, or Jane that brought it up. It might I'm pretty sure it was Thor. But as soon as Thor put that idea in his mind that he can wish his daughter back to life, I knew like that's that's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. The hesitation is going to be like is is this person who i have dedicated to killing his kind like can i trust him to care for my world (laughs) and that that would that would have been tough that would have been really freaking tough
0: but gosh i love i loved gore so much (laughs) dude (laughs) i loved his story i
3: loved everything
0: i'm telling you dude read that comic the more i hear you talk about it here about the, your love for him on here, you got to read that. That's your that's your homework, man. You're gonna read that, <laughs> Rose. You keep watching Avatar. Um,
1: I can't promise anything. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: Damn it, number be three. Right now. Wait, um. wait what? I'm, what'd you say? <laughs> I said, "Damn it, number
2: three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit.
3: laughs> Um. yeah so Gore's story I loved it I love that he had the foresight to use the Asgardian children as bait <laughs> like knowing like because I think if anyone else would have been taken Thor might have been like eh like it wouldn't have like said it in stone that, that Thor was going to come after him like they could have been like, oh, we're gonna send our warriors to to fight him to like get these people back, but I think with the kids it was something different, like a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that was very strategic on on Gore's part. <laughs> and and I don't know about you guys, I don't feel like the kids were in any sort of danger <laughs> other than being like scared the shit out of <laughs> No, that's a good point. I I don't know about you guys. I loved his dialogue when he was like in the cage with them and um Heimdall's kid is sharing all these stories of of Thor and Thanos and then he comes in and like does the same thing to this like shadow demon and he's just like, "What? You guys liked it like earlier?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Like, it's kind of different when it's right in front of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. But I, I felt like his whole goal with that was to basically destroy their faith in gods. Like, instead of it being like this awesome thing that this hero did, like showing them what it truly is like, it shows that you kind of have to be a monster to do something like that. True. So I, I, I that was like what I assumed. I, I, I felt like the kids were in no actual danger. It was just gore trying to destroy their faith in gods.
2: Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense.
3: Yeah. Um. But Thor's story, I felt was more... I mean, I feel like it was kind of in your face with what it was. It was this journey of self-discovery, like, after all of his loss and everything that he's been through, it's just kind of figuring out what his purpose is. Like, outside of being a warrior. Yeah. (laughs) Because, I mean, that's what his whole thing was. He was on, he, like, would sit on a mountaintop until the Guardians came and was like, hey, we need you, and then he'd come kick everyone's ass. And then still be sad and he's like I need like he, he wants something outside of being a warrior and I thought that was a really interesting tale for them to to share and talking about his past with Jane and like what he wanted like I thought of about us possibly having a family like it's like he had this purpose that was taken from him because he put up these walls and he had to like learn to break those down and ultimately obtained a new role as a father figure. So, I, I that's that's how I, I viewed the whole thing. So, I think that's my, maybe why I liked it a bit more than at least you, Rose.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you have a lot more to, to, uh, what's it called? Um, like connect with on that level. You know what I mean? Like, there's. Uh, there's a you know for, like for me and rose i mean for us it's it's a storyline you know for you there's another connection there because I mean, you're you're a dad you know you're a dad i mean kind of like you said for him what more is there than just being a warrior an on-call warrior you know uh, you know then the, the next thing is well a dad <laughs> you know and he's he's teaching her he's protecting her uh you know and so it's uh, fighting side by side with her all that stuff like you know, so I, I think I think that's why too. Like it would it would definitely connect with you a lot more, you know. Yeah. Um,
3: but every like there was a lot that they did that I I really liked. I think they kind of hung around the gods a little too much, and some of the gods were like really irritated me. Like the little the bow the dumpling. Go ahead and the say dumpling it. god. The bow yeah yeah the bow, yeah, the bow. bow. <laughs> dude
1: that's what he was
0: called he called them the bow god
1: i didn't like zeus until the end credits or his scene.
0: name was bow
3: dude zeus was freaking annoying yeah yeah
1: up until like the end credits scene with him being like okay well then you know what let's we're gonna raise hell down on earth i'm like okay this sounds cool for Thor 5. I, okay, I'm starting to like your character. I want to see where you go with this. Yeah, up until then, like, yeah, Zeus, I'm just like, oh my god, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: it, was, it was bad. I never
1: thought I'd say that about Russell Crowe.
3: Dude, his
0: accent was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you think? <laughs> no, I, I mean, do you think, though... That I mean, okay, Caleb, you I'm sure read a lot of Hulk comics, right? Oh yeah. So so I mean, like, if you ask me, Hercules is kind of a he's he's kind of like a goofy character in the comics. Hmm? I feel like I feel like th- they would kind of rub off some of that onto Zeus because he's not going to be a huge, um, like a huge character maybe in future films. But I think that Hercules will and they probably want to make him more of like that serious role that we're talking about for, you know, for Thor. I want to I feel like they would make him more serious. And so that's why they probably make Zeus seem kind of goofy, because that's I feel like what he would kind of be like. You know what I mean? Like I got real comic book Hercules vibes when I was uh, watching that.
1: Yeah, I feel this this more goes into effects, but I just want your guys' real quick opinion. Um, when they showed Hercules, um, I mean, I don't know if this is how the guy actually really looked, but did his like like pecs and like everything in that area kind of look CGI, kind of like fake?
3: I think they supersized him.
1: That that okay, probably. I figured they did something.
3: Yeah, like something something seemed off about it. I I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Okay, but something was sure definitely off.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah. Making sure I'm not losing my mind.
3: Yeah, but before we jump ahead there, um Way of there. Wait, yeah, where where's everyone at with story? Because I feel like I talked it up, even though I'm not like my critic brain is telling me it it's lower than where I personally want it to be. <laughs> So where 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 are you guys sitting?
0: Let's let Rose go first. I wanna hear Rose's.
1: Shit. I was hoping you guys wouldn't be curious. I've been so
0: curious to hear this. <laughs> yeah, I know, um, right? So I'm
1: sorry to say I'm in the high seventies. I'm gonna go a seventy six.
3: I mean that's not horrible. I don't no. know. I mean, it's in the, like the C, C plus range ish, kind of. Okay. Maybe like a super strong C. What about you, Vic?
0: Um, you know, for the story, I, I don't think it's as it's not super high, but it's not super low either. Because for me, again, my hat my hat is just tip to them and mind blown because of how much they pulled in from again one of my favorite runs um i'm sitting at like an 83 for the story
3: that's actually like right around at... where i was at too is it I, yeah, was...
0: cause I, I mean i feel like it's not that high but i don't want to go any higher and i don't want to go any lower than that either like i think it's
3: yeah, I I went up to an 84.
0: Okay.
3: Um, just because of, like, I think they handled a lot of the the th- themes pretty well. And mm-hmm. they did keep a really solid flow. I think where the movie just kind of took a dive was the gods. Like, once yeah. they kind of got into, like, all of that, it, it kind of felt like an unnecessary pit stop. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if- it's like, eh... So Yeah. Um So that averages averages us out to an eighty one for story. Okay. Alright, next up with writing. So this is like the dialogue, all of the issues that we had with Thor and all that okay. fun shit. <laughs> Dude I That's have to Rose bring this I, I know I have to bring <laughs> this up really quick.
0: Is it DJ? You son of a bitch! Come on out, DJ. <laughs>
3: no the 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 gag that Korg ran into his god and was sitting on a throne of scissors was the funniest thing to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was pretty. good.
3: That's oh, fr- freaking love that. And I, I think it's was also kind of really funny how um, Taika Waititi voiced the Korg's god.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's just awesome.
3: Yeah, and how Korg had a relationship with a another Cronin called Doug Blake, or wasn't
2: it
0: like, wasn't it like Blake or Blaine? It was Blaine. Was
3: it Blaine? I thought it was I think Doug. It was like Blaine. <laughs> yeah, I think I. Thought no, it was I'm pretty Doug sure too. it was
0: Blaine. I, I'm pretty sure it was like Blaine. It was something like super funny, and I thought it was funny because he had that handlebar mustache.
1: <laughs> For some reason, it's not saying the name.
3: Yeah, um. But yeah, just had to bring that up. Thought it was really, really funny, dude.
0: As much as I, I love Korg. Oh. What did you think it was? Doug. And I thought it was Blaine? Well, we we'll meet in the middle. It was Dwayne. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh so yeah, he and he and Dwayne they partner up to have a baby.
3: Yeah. Um <laughs> oh shit. What was I what was I saying? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I know you, di- you. you distracted me. <laughs>
0: Hashtag worth it. <laughs> we needed to find out his name.
3: Oh, I don't remember. I wish that the movie would have been ballsy enough to actually kill off Korg. Ooh.
1: Dude, straight up,
3: when he like crumbled. I was just,
0: I was rocked. I, I don't know, man. Hat pun intended. I, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I, agree. I was too, like that. Oh, no, I, I agree that. I, I, I audibly gasped when that happened, and mm-hmm. then, you. If you think about it, I think because, again, like knowing where Jane was at, with her whole thing, I feel like. You already know that, that Thor has lost his dad, his mom, his brother. He had to kill his sister. You know, Heimdall's dead right in front of him. Actually, him and Loki. Like, I think it would suck if in one in his fourth movie, they would kill off his new best friend and Jane. <laughs> like, that would just be, too, like, so much loss for this man in one freaking movie after having lost people in, like, all the other ones especially because the last film he was in you know he has to go back to when it, the day his mom dies like uh, you know just reliving that day and not getting a chance to fix it or anything you know what i mean dude
1: but thor what if, oh sorry. no so, go ahead no you're um but what if to top off not only korg dying and jay dying but considering she got stabbed valkyrie died too
0: dude i oh, was afraid true. She and Sif, and Sif,
1: dude, too. I thought oh Sif was gosh. gonna die in his
0: hands. I did thought Sif was gonna every, die. in Everyone his arms lo- right there.
1: everyone Thor loves, just dies in this movie.
0: And just... and not only that, not only that, Sif is like one of his last original like friends from like of people that are alive because the you know the heroes three they all they all got killed by Hela. Mm-hmm. And and Sif was the only one that was still alive. So it's like, dude, like if, if I was like, oh, shit, she's going to die right there in his arms. And that's his last like connection to his old life. Dude, that would have been so ballsy. But like, if you think about
3: it, Thor has lost someone in every single movie. And yeah, uh, yes, I know you can make the argument that Loki technically didn't die in the first one, but he thought he did, and so I'm like, eh, that
0: counts. And the second one too.
3: Yeah, and the second one, but and the, but he also like killed off, f- uh, his mom. True. And then the third Which one, means he they lost his... Off his mom. Yeah, and th- so Why in the
1: killed off his mom. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like, his, yeah, his mom. Died. Every
3: single movie Thor's been in, someone dies. In freaking Thor, it was Loki. I know he technically didn't, but whatever.
2: Um, but, but, no, you're right. He in the Avengers he did, movie, right.
3: Phil Coulson. In yeah. Dark World, it was his mom. In Age of Ultron, oh man, I might have just disproved myself.
1: Yeah. Shit.
3: Um... <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of who died in in that. Did I was they, I was thinking I know I know, Qu- I know Quicksilver died but oh, I'm yeah, like Thor now. didn't really have a but connection. But
0: that's not with really him. a connection. Do they even
1: say two words to each other?
3: I don't believe I so. Don't think they do. The
1: only adventure he actually like in uh, what's the word interacts with is Hawkeye.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, technically he's grieving over the loss it. of his relationship with Jane. Right. No, that's in Ragnarok. I mean, but he I, does
1: bring. Think, okay, okay fine, can, fine.
0: This. I think what <laughs> you can say. I think what you can say is, in every one of his movies, like his individual movies, he's technically lo- or he's lost somebody. Yeah. Like, like you're right. In the first one, technically like, Loki didn't die, but you're under the impression he does. Yeah. The second and, one, he so was I, like
3: in um, so I mean, it's just like not counting Age of Ultron. Like Age of Ultron's kind of the exception. But after that, it's um Infinity War. He loses, he
0: loses Loki and Heimdall.
3: Yeah. <laughs> then Yeah, Thorag or Thor Ragnarok, he loses his his dad and his sister.
1: And his eye. I
3: and mean, his eye.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like he's just surrounded he by loss.
3: Like yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like I I know that they killed off Jane, but I think it would have been super ballsy for them to take Korg, too.
0: Yeah. So I don't I I think that's I think that's just a huge that would be a huge like set, like just loss right there though, man. Yeah. Well, I think
3: So wait, did he So Zeus "Quote unquote," killed Korg, and then so Thor grabbed the. Then th- was it Thor grabbed the, the lightning bolt and killed Zeus? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, then it it kind of justifies the, the fake off kill then.
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, I. Th- you're saying as like you're saying like as. Yeah, uh, like to give him a reason to to freaking like, kill
3: Zeus. Part.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, I think that was the motivation to kill Zeus, and then it was just like Korg's like, "Oh, I'm okay." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'll 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 forgive that one, and I'll I'll forgive the other ones too. So I, I'm fine with all those. <laughs> um, only other writing issues that I had were once again the gods in in this zeus freaking sucked like when he came down to the platform the way that he fr- like could you have made him more of a joke he freaking picks up his skirt to walk down the stairs it's, like yeah, come
0: on <laughs> yeah. like that was so stupid <laughs> i i think i think especially when you have like the only other god that you have reference to is um is Odin and how like just proper and like regal he is you know and then you and then you get that and it's like it's a night and day difference you know yeah. Zeus is supposed to be the oldest and like the strongest god out there but yet you have someone who's like Odin who's still so like poetic and profound and everything you know what i mean like it it does kind of suck, but I don't know. I agree. Yeah. The, the gods that was it was kind of made but, into yeah. a joke.
3: Like it almost made me feel like Odin would look at Zeus like a joke, right? But it but he's like super like well respected within like the god community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like it's so freaking tough, like. Dude, I can't wait for this to come out on Disney Plus so I can, like, go through and look through all the the gods that they tried introducing. I would, okay. I thought it would have been really cool for them to show, like, Khonshu from Moon Knight.
0: That would have been cool.
3: Or just, like, or some of the antenna. other Egyptian gods. I'm sure,
0: I bet you if you look around, like, they're probably somewhere in the background. They probably snuck something in.
3: Yeah, that's why I, I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, my, my other, I think the only other issue which we've already kind of discussed a little bit was Thor as a comedic character is just a little over the top. And it just was really hard for me to build, to believe that he was the, the man that like inspired armies. (laughs) Yeah. Or just It's just such a departure from the first Thor. Absolutely. And it's just borderline distracting. Like, it was kind of the issue I had with uh, Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story 4. They kind of pulled him, like, played him as a dummy. Like, he was just, like, he was so capable in the first three movies. Like, obviously, the first one he had is, like, his issues where he's like coming to terms with being a a toy but and then like the second one he's super capable third one he's really capable and then the fourth one he's a freaking dummy that has to rely on his inner his inner voice and Seriously, so it's just kind of like this is exactly yeah, no, like
1: this the, the yeah cuz oh no I absolutely agree cuz yeah the first 3 Toy Story 3 movies are an amazing um incline to Buzz not only realizing that you know he is a toy but really starting to become smarter and smarter and smarter. Um, um, but yeah, and then the fourth one is just a boop. Let's go back to square one.
3: Yeah, like I almost feel like he should have taken like become what Woody was in the first one to like a certain extent, but yeah, it, it's just like in this, the first one, like, great introduction. The second one just kind of, like, flatlined him a little bit. And then Ragnarok freaking shot his character up, like, tenfold and was just all, like, great. Like, we have someone that's, like, interesting to watch now. And here, it's just, like, they took that and just ran with it. And it's like, okay, you took it too far. Yeah. Um, also, Jane's writing kind of irritated me, too really yeah like the way that I she was like, you, like always right? trying to make hammer puns
1: see i don't know i kind of liked that just because it kind of made sense for her i mean like especially when she's like oh you know it's my first bad guy you know just i don't know, I, I loved those
3: parts yeah what would you think of them, Vic? I
0: i think i think kind of the same with thor i think they made her a little, they tried to make her a little too funny in this moon, in this movie. And I, and, and one of the things I was telling, uh, I was telling my friends that like one of my friends asked me what I like, they're like, give me one out of 10, you know, what would you rate it? Don't be biased. And I told them I I gave, I think that like they tried, there were some parts where the, the, the humor was natural. It felt natural. But there was also parts where it felt really forced and I feel like, I feel like she had a good handful of those moments in my opinion. It's fair. So as as far as the writing, like that's something that kind of got to me was, there were some parts where like, I'm watching this with my sister and her boyfriend and you know, I'm kind of like my sister who knows nothing about, you know, these, these characters and she's watching them. I'm. Wanting her to see a good mix, maybe more like Thor Ragnar, like Thor from Ragnarok, but I'm, you know, she's getting a completely different version that I'm just like, ooh, this isn't the Thor I'd want you to like experience really for your first big screen like viewing of of this character. Because I know she's watched the other ones, but it's like you want her to have. I, I wanted her to have more of like maybe Thor Ragnarok at the very least that kind of version so that's why i I think with the writing i agree with you on that it was a little a little too too forced on the on the humor
3: i think they should have played her up to be a lot more serious than she was and like totally understandable she's like a human that has become a superhero like mm-hmm. there's there's humor within that to have and I think her like having the discussion like kinda early on, uh when she meets up with Thor and talking like, Hey, do you have like a catchphrase? These are ones I've been thinking up and like blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And then leaving it at that until the very end and then have her do the whole like, Hey, I think I came up with my my yeah. catchphrase.
0: Like that would have just Instead of it, instead yeah. of throughout the movie, she's like Throwing random lines out. Yeah. It's
3: like kind of. Yeah. Just
0: shut up about the catchphrase. And then that I'm and the wondering...
2: goats.
0: <laughs> yeah. The goats are stupid. Now hold on. <laughs> now hold on. What? I. I love that they're in that. Because. <laughs> they're definitely a huge part in. In these movies too. But. Or in the. In the comics. But I actually enjoy the goats. Even in the comics. So when I saw them in the trailers alone, I was like so excited. And in fact, that's probably going to be my next big pop purchase: is Thor with, uh, oh God. with Tooth Grinder and Tooth Gnasher. Like having them in the movie, great! Like super
3: cool. You want to do the screaming goat joke a couple times? Sure. Every
0: time they're on screen, freaking go jump in a creek. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think I think though that's where they dug their their grave though for that joke like it worked when they're with the guardians cause it's like okay here's these new pets they're yours and it turns out they're giant and they're freaking loud you know and they, they have to fit in this little this little spaceship that's you know already got so many people in it and it's like I think like it was funny there but you're right I think Because they're like, well, we already made them, like, these annoying screaming goats. Like, we've got to keep this kind of going. Like, you can't have a screaming goat and not have it screaming. Dude. Otherwise, you have to keep making the we can eat them joke. Yeah.
3: How I personally would have handled that, if they insisted on the screaming, I would have had the initial screaming when they're being pulled onto the ship and screaming with the guardians. I would have dealt with that. I would have had that comment about eating them and then have like that like shocked look on the goat's face and Maybe no screams it. again until they freaking crash into that shadow planet. <laughs> yeah. <Fair enough. laughs> that would have That was the only cool. other scream that made me laugh. Like those yeah. were the like the only two moments where I laughed, where it was like initially finding them, and then when they crashed into the planet. Every other time that they did the screaming, I was annoyed.
0: I just liked it that they screamed every time they landed, though. (laughs) I think every time they landed would have been okay. Because there was only one other time. Like, that could be their thing. Like, that could be their thing every time they show them going forward. It's like they're about to land, and... Q scream. Q goat scream, you know? I probably could have dealt with that.
1: I but. will say,
0: in my... I don't know, this
1: is just how I feel with the whole, like, Jane thing and her doing so many quirks and that kind of st- stuff. The way that I kind of looked at it, I don't know if this is how Taika wrote it for Jane's character, but I just felt that she did so many with that because with someone who's dealing with, you know, stage four cancer... Of course, they, you know, like they want to try to hide that. They want to distract from that. So she's kind of trying to do that to not only keep herself positive, but keep, you know, the whole topic of cancer just out of everybody's mind.
2: Hmm.
3: It's an interesting thought. All right. So where where does that put you with the uh, the writing? Me
1: or Vic. Hmm.
0: Both of you. Mm.
1: <laughs> Vic, do you want to go first?
0: I'll go first. Why not? Um, I think I think for me with the writing. Again, I I mean, I, it's hard to not do this with with all the comparing between, you know, the the two um, two forms of media that this story kind of comes from. But I I, I would. I think with what, just trying to focus on the movie alone, a lot of the things we mentioned, like issues that we had, it honestly only drops me down, like, I think I think the highest I'd go is about an 81, as far as writing.
3: Okay. What about you, Rose?
0: Um,
1: no, I, I agree with everything that you guys said with writing, especially with Thor's character, and I can understand where you guys are coming from with Jane. So I'm gonna be just a point below my uh story score and I'm gonna give it seventy-five.
3: Alright. Well, interestingly enough, I'm actually a little bit closer to Well guess not. I'm still closer to Vic. But I, I didn't e I didn't crack the eighties with my the writing score. As much as I like love this movie and a pre like All the things that they did with gore and whatnot, I am definitely able to recognize that they had some major writing issues and it was just the over comedic adaptation.
2: Yeah.
3: If they would have dialed it back a little bit, I think it would have been a much better movie. So, absolutely agree. So, I'm going to give it a 79. Which will averages us out to a seventy eight point three. All right, moving on over to acting. Um, well. this is going to be an interesting <laughs> one. Top three for for everyone. Hmm. I'll hit this one first because I think I have I mean, a very controversial already... take.
0: What's <laughs> your well, yours then? Because I already have my top three. All right. My
3: number 3 is probably going to go to Valkyrie. I actually eh I, I lied. <laughs> My number 3 is going to Thor. <laughs> yeah. So I I think he did well enough in his role to basically sell all the things that he needed to sell. But out of everyone, not my favorite. Like, there's a there's a couple people that I... He's actually maybe more closer to my number four. <laughs> but my number... The person that was like... I was switching back and forth for, because I was was thinking about putting uh, Jane at my number three, and Thor at my number four, but I think Thor just barely beats her out, just because I don't think Natalie Portman does comedy very well, so I'm like, eh, nah. So anyway, yeah, my number 3 I'm giving to Thor. My number 2 I'm giving to Valkyrie. I think she was like perfect levels of comedic and serious. I think she just freaking killed it in her role. And the 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 dialogue between her and Jane when they were at the the god town i forget what it's called the omnipotent island or whatever
1: yeah ob- om- um, omnipotence, omnipotence city omnipotent, omnipotent city,
0: city yeah, yeah. um which the dialogue fun, there which fun fact fun fact that was also never heard of before that run in the comics they, they made that like the writer that was writing that kind of made that up for that run it. so it was like its first kind of Mentioning an appearance in the comics. Oh, that's cool. For that city.
3: Yeah. um, So, yeah. Number two, given to Valkyrie. And my number one, I'm given to Gore. The God Butcher. I loved Christian Bale's performance in this. He was damn near unrecognizable in this. And he was utterly terrifying. And I loved every second that he was on screen. So, yeah. That's my uh, my, my top three. Which I, I kind of forgo- forgot to go through this. We had Chris Hemsworth, who played Thor. Natalie Portman, who played Jane Foster or the Mighty Thor. Christian Bale, who played Gore. Tessa Thompson, who played King Valkyrie. Taika Waititi, who played Korg.
0: And yeah, that's all a list off. Um, you know what's funny is you you pretty much named my my three because I didn't, I really didn't put Hemsworth at even my top three as far as best acting. Really? And you you, you, you listed my exact order because I I loved I did love Christian Bale as Gore, he did a fantastic job. Um, I'll get into I'll get into the appearance more when we get to the effects portion, but as far as the acting goes and the dialogue, uh, again, as I've been saying, uh, just because of the way the character is and the the character that he's portraying is in the comic, did a freaking awesome job, and uh, yeah, I I really loved I, I agreed with you. Uh, for the same reason that I put Valkyrie as number two, that it was a perfect blend of of comedy. You know, like when, when they're... My favorite part was when they're on the ship and Jane is outside and uh, Valkyrie and, and Thor are both talking and then she's like... He's like, we're both on the same team. And she's like, yeah, team Jane. Meaning like... I, you know, like she's gonna move in on your girl, bro. Cause, <laughs> like, you know, that Valkyrie, like, yeah, you guys are on the same team. Like, you guys are going for the same thing, right there. You know, like, I, I, I thought that was hilarious. Cause then you know, Thor's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> hold on. Like now he's like, shit, I got competition. And I mean, that's you don't come back from that, man. You don't come back from once, once your crush turns that way, you know, turns, uh, you know, stops liking you, man, because they're going for, you know, maybe the same sex and he's not, there's nothing he could do about it. You know, it is what yeah. it is. But I thought that was hilarious and it wasn't, it wasn't too over the top. It was super subtle, you know, super, yeah. super subtle. And I loved that about, I think about her and that's why I liked, I liked her comedy. Um, but that's what's she was great about bear.
3: her comedy like my favorite bit is when they're clearing out the the ship getting it ready for the Bifrost travel mm-hmm. and she's like get rid of everything that's not essential and they're getting ready to throw out the beer and she's like that's essential
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and see that's i think that's the kind of humor and comedy that we more wanted from Thor oh absolutely and that we we didn't get, but she's she's kind of now has that that personality that it was just she got the sweet spot like they got the sweet spot and they they kept it going with her versus you know versus with Thor, dude. I would
3: love to see a movie with just Valkyrie. It would be really good. Yeah, it would be, be so freaking good. Like Tessa Thompson is just a gem.
2: She really is.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, number 3 would definitely be Jane, uh, Natalie Portman because again, I mean it, it they pushed her a little too far on the comedy side, but it was not as bad as as what they did with with Hemsworth's character, you know. The, and that that's it hurts to say it. It hurts to say it, but I there's still room for redemption, I'm sure with the next one, you know, with, with another movie coming.
3: I hope so. I hope they get writers that take Thor a little bit more serious. Yeah. (laughs) Because it doesn't feel like Taika does. Like, I feel like Taika has issues getting into the world. Like one of the things that like, I was just utterly shocked by that they threw in was the infinity cones, ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. And the freaking statue outside is the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, no one in New Asgard would throw up a freaking Infinity Gauntlet ice cream cone place. Like, th- hey, you know that thing that killed half of everything? <laughs> now it's an ice cream parlor. Like, no. <laughs> Especially not the freaking Asgardians who were first hand witnesses to Thanos' destruction. It's true. Like that, it just felt so out of place. Like, as a fan, like an MCU fan, would I eat in, at Infinity Cones? No doubt.
2: <laughs> 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 like I wouldn't so even out. think
3: twice about dude. Like, no questions no, asked. But do. as as, as, as a character within the MCU and all the horrible things that have happened because of Thanos
0: it seems kind of tasteless. I I just think that, I think that his, his sense of humor is a little more like making light of, of those kind of situations. And I think that's what a lot of the MCU has been doing. Like with, if you watch the shows and the movie, the past movies, like you get a lot of different, you get a lot of different kind of, um, uh what's it called uh uh, commentary on like stuff that happened both you get people that maybe didn't you know they survived the blip but then like i don't know things kind of worked out for them and then you get um you also get like you know people who lost a lot like there's the guy in dr strange where he's like yeah you know lost my cat and all this other stuff like you know like some people are they're kind of like I guess trying to show too like I don't know it was for some people like some people just take it totally differently you know what I mean Like, it's all these different views but I don't know man I I, I think that that's just his sense of humor you know like he just kind of he kind of makes light on a lot of things and I think that's just to push the story along right and I mean I don't I just think, with cert-
3: like with things like that, where you have to think about the the trauma that people have been through because of things that have happened within these movies. You that's something you kind of need to be aware about, or give a little bit more thought to. But I mean, it's it's a, it's a minor gripe, but yeah. <laughs> like, still, <laughs> it's just kind of one of those things where I was just like. That kind of seems funky. <laughs> like that seems like somewhere like I'd find it at Disneyland and like pay outlandish prices for a small scoop of ice cream right. that actually tastes like but, shit.
0: <laughs> but now look, that's what's going to end up happening. There's going to be a stand or something at Disneyland. That's oh yeah, and, and, the, and, and what I campus. eat there,
3: absolutely.
0: Exactly. But that's <laughs> that's my point. Is like. A lot of what they do, or what they've done with Thor, has been like, I feel like it's just a way to market his market him as a more like a, like, um, what's it called, uh, entertaining character. So that way, like, because then kids that see him, it's like, oh, he's super strong, but he's funny too, you know. Like, it's something that kids laugh about, but they don't know why they're laughing at at it. You know what I mean? Right. Hmm.
3: I just hope they don't get into like a too campy of a of a position
0: with with these yeah. movies.
1: I fear I, that with Taika Waititi, I'm sorry.
0: I I, I, think, I do though, too. I think they could I think he could dial it back like especially if if they, you know, if they have another movie with him and like with Lo- and love too, I think they could dial it back like they could make that with, where they left it leave like where they left it off. I think they can use that to their advantage to dial him back to where like we were saying like the way Valkyrie is. I think they could dial it back to that point where he's now a father figure and he's got to be a little more stern at some points. And I think that I think that could bring him back to that you know that point.
3: I hope they do and I hope they just don't keep running with this direction of Thor His otherwise comedy. he's just yeah. going to be a a total joke. Yeah. Like no. you brought up Rose.
0: Damn it,
2: Rose. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Speak,
1: did you guys see what uh, Taika Waititi said a couple days ago about um, the ending of the movie? No. So no. at the end credits when it says Thor will return, that actually surprised both with, uh, Taika, with Taika and Chris Hemsworth because they actually had no idea that they were going to include that. They're just like, wait, what?
3: <laughs>
1: we weren't planning on making a Thor 5. I don't know what you guys are talking about.
3: Dude, Marvel's so well, freaking said... secretive about their shit. Like,
1: <laughs> I
0: love it though. I yeah. love it because you can that's... get leaks, but you don't know if they're real unless you yeah, see it true. On, the, on the. You know what I mean? Like, you can take that as uh, you know as as scripture basically because it's it's on the theater, it's in the sc- in the theater or in the screen. But you know, when you just see all these articles and stuff, it's like, oh, I hear this, you know. You can't really go with what you read on there always. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it because you could have all these theories, but it's not confirmed until you see it on the screen, you know? Dude, freaking f- Facebook and Twitter articles piss me off.
3: Because, like, bro. some people, will, like, will talk and be like, oh, this insane thing is, is going to happen, like, confirmed by Kevin Feige himself, and then I'll go and, like, listen to that interview with him, and he's like, ah, eh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> and then he's, like, sometimes he'll just flat out be like, ah, eh, we're going in a different direction, Then I'm like, dude, like, freaking clickbait assholes.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep.
3: Oh, shit.
1: Anyway. Rose, what's your top three? Uh, uh, So, I feel you guys might hate me for my top three.
3: Probably not. (laughs) Okay. He's like,
1: Thor number
0: one. (laughs) Oh, hell no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) Uh, Number three, Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie. Amazing. For what little screen time she had, because I truly feel that she was sidelined in this movie. I didn't like it. Um, I think she did a great job. Two... Christian Bale's gore, fantastic villain, loved him from start to finish, and I wish that we could get more of him in the future. I hate Marvel with the freaking one-off villains. Does it annoy anybody else?
3: It makes sense for an actor like Christian Bale, though. True. Like, he Let's was so those. hesitant about doing this until he read the script. Mm-hmm. And oh, then, really? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, He's like, he yeah. was like, no, I've been in a superhero movie before, I'm not not interested, not interested, and then they gave him the mm-hmm. script, and he's like, oh, okay, I'm in. And then when he realized well, like he wouldn't have to wear like a super tight outfit, <laughs> he's like, okay, you got me. <laughs>
0: Toga, I,
2: I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
0: then
3: number
1: uh, one. Number one is actually Natalie Portman's Jane Foster.
3: I... Interesting.
1: Uh-huh. This is the first movie in the MCU where I honestly did not find Jane annoying. Like in the first two Thor movies, I found her kind of hard to stomach just a little bit. And that's nothing against Natalie Portman. It's honestly the way that her character's written. Just the character. But yeah. Um, yeah. I loved her in this movie though. I from start to finish, I loved her character moments. Um, I feel especially Natalie Portman did a great job um, acting on having stage four cancer. Um yeah. So she w- she was my number 1.
3: Nice. Okay. All right, so what what's everyone's score? I'll start Hide? this one off if you guys <laughs> need time.
1: <Okay. laughs> no, no, go ahead, man.
3: Um unfortunately, I feel like the title characters are the ones that brought this down. Both thors i think brought this down at least for me brought it down a little bit um the villain raised it up like super high uh, some of the extras like i think korg valkyrie like those two brought it up a little bit and then it's just everyone after that it was just extras kind of middle ground so i think for me just kind of taking all of that into account
0: I think I'm in like 83 range. I'm I'm just behind you a point. 82. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. I agree that the it kind of it it's kind of hard to see the movie and, and you know, going in giving an unbiased opinion like that the main character character's uh would kind of bring it down it's kind of hard to go higher when it's like the way you kind of envision those characters isn't quite what you get you know
3: right but what about you rose i'm a point
1: below vic 81 you <laughs> won
3: <laughs> all right well that averages us out to an 82 i
0: <laughs> love it
3: all, all right, right moving on over to character it, really, development
0: really- really quickly before we do go to something else just because it's in the realm of acting Um, so we mentioned uh, Hemsworth's daughter playing Gore's daughter his um, uh, they also have uh, his son Sasha who plays young Thor and then um, a brother Luke or no his brother Luke Hemsworth plays the stage actor portraying him and then his wife Elsa uh plays one of the former lovers of Thor. Interesting. Yeah, I just I didn't oh, realize I that. it's probably that blue haired chick. The blue haired one, huh? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's gotta be her. Yeah. Uh, I that's what I'm
3: I'm bet that's cool. I love what they yeah. do that. It isn't I know, right? Like the like, that's kind of what what happened with the first movie. Like Natalie Portman wasn't able to do reshoots, and they needed like this final kiss between Thor and Jane, so they just threw Chris Hemsworth's wife in a in a wig and like let them mac out. <laughs>
2: like
3: I freaking love when they throw. It. Yeah, like <laughs> I love when they do shit like that, and yeah. like. With um, gosh, Melissa McCarthy and her husband being the Asgardian stage manager, <laughs> like, dude, come on, that like, so awesome, like that just kind of ties in the whole like family feel for me. Yeah,
1: dude, freaking Matt Damon coming back to play Loki made me so happy,
3: dude.
0: He Matt Damon's okay. a gem too. Did you guys <laughs> know? You guys probably knew this because I'm, I'm honestly bad with. Like, recog- Well, I'm bad with names. I'm bad with names. So if I would have heard it before, I wouldn't have realized it. But did you know that Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park is the stage actor for for Odin?
1: I thought I recognized him. So yeah, I went on his uh, IMDb. I'm like, oh my god, it was Sam- what's his name, f- Sam Neil.
0: Uh, I think so. I, think that- I don't. I'm uh, like I said, I'm bad with names. But I forgot why no, I was looking good. at at his IMDb. Um, I think it was on my show, and uh, I was looking at his IMDb, and then it says that he was in um, Thor Ragnarok, and it said, like, Odin stage actor. I was like, what the hell? I had to go back. I watched it and saw it, and then it said he was going to also be in Love and Thunder. That is so funny. That's a trip. (laughs) So I guess you guys didn't know that. I I feel much better knowing that I'm not the only one. That's hilarious! Um, I I, that blew my mind, blew my freaking mind.
2: Oh man!
3: All right, getting into character development. I mean, obviously we have to talk about Thor, and his progression. (laughs) Um, I don't know about you guys. I felt he had. I feel there was, like, to, to a point. I don't think it was like. A super crazy arc. But I mean. I think it was decent enough to carry the story. Alright fair. Like. The way that I, I viewed it. Is that he was just. Completely lost. In what his role was supposed to be. In just the world in general. So that's why he was out. Helping the guardians of the galaxy. doing Doing their thing. Because he was like this mighty warrior and whatever and so that's how he was used like when the guardians were getting their asses handed to him thor's like in the sidelines until it's like they can't stand anymore and they're like oh we need your help and so he goes does his thor thing and it's just on on onto the next mission and then on to the next one and the next one and the next one and then it's just he becomes like so so stationary and only viewed as this warrior when he wants this wants a deeper meaning and so he's going back to like he finds this mission where he's like hey i need to help find my friend runs into his ex and wants to both of his exes if you count the hammer and <laughs> um yeah and so runs into that and then starts to struggle with those feelings of purpose again. And figuring out like what he wants out of life and like he thinks that he he wants this life with with Jane, like having her fight by his side. Like he like he's like they said, they want he wants someone to feel shitty about. <laughs> and he he gains this, realizes that he's losing her, and is wanting to prevent that in some way. But then, ultimately ends up getting someone in his life to take care of someone that gives him a higher purpose than just being a warrior. And, I don't know, I I just really, really like that. Because, I mean, that's just... I don't think kids should be used as like your purpose in life (laughs) but they definitely i think they help with that like they help you find they can help you find your purpose and i hope that's the route that they take with with it and i think they just open the door because like that was something i was struggling with when they were talking about thor like hey what where are they taking him and so now i feel like there's more of Thor that I want to see.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: Um, so I think that they they developed his character pretty well. Like I said, I don't think it's the best arc in the world, just because they just it it went from no purpose to purpose.
1: <laughs>
3: True. Uh so with that, I think I'm in like the low 80s. I think I'm like 81, like just slightly higher than than an the average <laughs> arc.
1: I feel I'm a little different from you with the ending because you said that oh this now you want to see where Thor can go right? Mm. I, I'm kind of the person like if they just stopped here that'd be fine because I don't know I really. Like, don't get me wrong, I can see them taking Thor more places. But now that he, you know, is raising love and all that stuff, I feel that that's kind of all I need to know with Thor's story. Like, oh, you know, now he's raising a daughter, he's teaching her all that he knows, they're going to go on to lots of adventures together. It's really all I need to know.
3: Well, you got to think, too, that she was born from a cosmic being. So he's dealing with someone with cosmic abilities as well. As raising a (laughs) a daughter.
1: Fair. But But,
3: I I, I see your point.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's just because the not so wonderful taste that this movie left in my mouth for Thor. That I don't know Mm. if I want a Thor
3: 5. That's my opinion. Um, Fair opinion. Yeah.
1: So, character development, I'm like like honestly like a 78
0: All right Vic I think I think it's tough cuz I'm I got like hearing you both like Caleb you have a different vision vision for it where you're it excites you to see where they can go from there whereas you know Rose is more of like this is where they've come and this is where it's like you can end it here, and it'll be fine uh, um so it's kind of hard, but I think seeing like where he's come from and then where they leave him off, and I guess yeah i guess i I guess I fall more under the like where he's gonna go from there just 'cause uh the way i'm I guess I'm kinda gonna word this, but um I think. I think because there's a bad taste in my mouth. I don't even want to call it a bad taste. It's more of just I I, I really want them to find that sweet spot for Thor, and and if they end it, I want it to be at that. Um, like I said, I if I think it was right where like Tessa Thompson's character is, um, and I think I think they have the opportunity to bring it back with a fifth film again where you know he maybe has found his sense of purpose as a as a parent or as a father figure um so i i think for me i'm i'm at like a 79 because because of how it got there because uh, yeah he's like searching for that purpose searching searching uh, you know, he thinks it's, it's to be with Jane. And then at the end, it's like, you know, it's, well, it's parenthood, you know what I mean? And it's kind of, it was kind of, a a lot of ups and downs with like, where are we going with this thing? And then you finally get there at the end. It's kind of like an abrupt stop, you know, with that whole development throughout the film. Um, so I think, I think for that reason, I would say like, I'm at a 79 for that.
3: All right. Well, that averages us out to a seventy-nine mm-hmm. right, over...
2: point
3: three. All right, moving on over.
1: Do what? When was the last time we had a point three? I
0: think this episode.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, smartass.
0: No, no. <laughs> One kidding? of the other scores got like a point three, didn't it? Yeah, writing oh, got a seventy-eight point three. Oh.
1: All right, my bad. Sorry. All right, I take that smart-ass comment back. I'm sorry, Vic.
0: It's okay. I remember a lot when I'm high. Don't worry. Oh, my God. All right, next up
3: we got effects.
1: Okay, I got one that I really want to point out with because, like, literally the first five minutes, I don't know about you guys, but this pissed me off. Or just, like, come on, Marvel. Um, Rapu, that god. The CGI to me looked like shit, dude. It yeah. looked real bad. It looked. Oh my god! Oh god! Like, how did they not come? I don't know what is up with Marvel. Like, I get like they you know they have a uh, set schedule to you know get these movies out by. But even like people that like work behind the scenes on these special effects have come out and said, "Oh hey, we have very strict deadlines. We really do not like working on Marvel movies when we're this close to the ball with having
3: to get these effects done." So. Honestly they just, they're they like I've heard that they just don't like working for them in general. They freaking yeah. lowball them on like on cost. Like they'll be that's like, "Hey, bullshit. we'll we'll pay you this much money to do it even though it's like way underneath their usual fees because it's a Marvel movie and then oh, or Marvel bullshit. show or whatever. And then they put like these super strict deadlines on them and then they freaking get pissed off when their effects come out looking like shit.
1: So yeah, so this is, yeah, so I blame strictly Marvel. I don't blame the v- VFX artists at all. No, this not even a little Marvel. bit. Yeah. So, that was, that, w- I'm sure when you guys start talking about it, or talking about the effects, I'm sure other stuff will come to my mind of like, oh, this looked bad, this looked bad. I don't know if it will, but that was like the biggest one that I had to point out because, oh my God, that was atrocious.
3: Dude, yeah. it felt like no, their entire bad. budget went into that one giant. Omnipotent um, city. What? Omnipotent city. I think a lot of their budget went into that, even though I I would argue that a lot of those gods didn't look super great either. <laughs> um sure. But the no, the one that I was talking about is the one where uh, he traveled to when he ran into Sif.
1: Mm. Oh yeah.
3: Like that shot looked amazing. Oh, and happen. the omnipotent city looked pretty good, um, but the gods had some had some issues. They had some issues, huh? Yeah, and then I'll say the goats had issues as well. Like it was just kind of like issues all around. Like not the quality that I've come to expect from a Marvel movie. And I honestly, Marvel needs to chill. Like if they're pushing visual effects artists this hard where they're like, hey, we don't like working for you they're going to get to the point where they're running out of visual effects artists to come to. I would rather them treat their vis like, especially for a studio that relies so heavily on special effects. Like you
0: want to treat those guys good. I think especially now because a lot of what their movies are movies and shows are starting to lean towards is the cosmic and the you know the intergalactic kind of stuff so it's like you really want to you really want to really like make sure you're getting you know the right kind of quality for you know these alien planets and you know uh, even creatures and beings on those planets like you want you know the best quality for that you know cuz mm-hmm. it's it's not like you know the first couple phases of the mcu where you're still on earth and like most of your effects goes into maybe you know some of the tech that they use you know if you're talking about like tony stark being like one of the bigger you know visual effect kind of needing people at the time but it's like i think now they really should focus yeah they really do need to focus on that with considering what their what route they're going in
1: I feel one of the. Oh, sorry,
2: Gil. No,
3: you're. You're. I was just gonna say. I just, I just think that they need to look at the workload that they're putting on these studios to produce this kind of stuff, and realize that fans would rather have the best quality over. Having it out like fast, I feel. at least that's just me. I'd rather have something oh, that looks agree. good rather than have to get used to something that looks janky. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, no, I absolutely agree. It's freaking kind of like um. I don't know if you guys noticed when Spider-Man No Way Home came out. Literally, they were changing how the uh, how it uh, the VFS VFX looked. Literally, as the movie was in theaters, mm-hmm. um, with uh, Andrew Garfield's entrance uh when it first came out the portal was like in front of a bookcase so that just looked weird but then finally like halfway through its run they finally uh sent out a new version that the portal was behind the bookcase so it looked more natural
3: freaking some dumb bullshit dude
1: yeah it really what like i don't know how they didn't catch that before they you know checked off the vfx but whatever
3: yeah I I had a lot of a lot of issues with the the effects with this. There was a lot of shit that looked not good.
0: <laughs> um, let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Did you get like Dark World vibes uh, when they were in the Shadow Realm? Not too horribly. Well, um, I where, I got so, Yeah, I can definitely see you where you're see coming where from. Where I get where like some of those vibes would would kind of creep in
3: yeah for sure um yeah i I don't think it was quite on that level mm-hmm. but it was i could see it it being was pushing in that, i think like, it was realm. pushing
0: i think it was or not pushing but definitely venturing into that realm, like yeah. at least some of the effects there were there but i don't know if that was.
1: I wish Natalie Portman would say what scene, but did you guys see, hear that she said that one of her favorite scenes that in, required a lot of VFX was actually shot in the parking lot of a Best Buy?
3: That, oh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's...
1: Um, I, I don't know which scene, and I really want to know, but I don't know if she'll ever tell us.
3: I wish they would. Right? Um. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of her her helmet i did not like her helmet like her hair stylist like, though was on point <laughs> yeah but her
2: bitch
3: just got bit by a red ant
1: <laughs> oh shit are you okay yeah i'm
3: fine um now i did not like the like her helmet, her helmet looked super janky all the time. Like you couldn't get an actual helmet. Like they CGI. Like I feel like the the helmet that they had on her was CGI like ninety nine percent of the time, and it didn't look that good. Fair enough. It it, it looked like it was. It kind of had that Green Lantern effect. Oh God. Okay. I I mean, to me, I
1: didn't think it was that bad, but I can understand where you're coming from.
3: Yeah, not not the biggest fan. And so unfortunately for me, I this might be the first time in a long time that I've I've rated a something with within the MCU this low. Oh, I'm shit. in like the mid seventies for the effects. It was
2: Damn. not
3: great. So I think I'm in like seventy-six it, I had way too many issues for for me to be like yeah. for me to let go of.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: Like there was a like story like I was able to kind of set my my issues with the effects aside for like the the sake of watching the movie because I'm like okay, whatever. Like they're doing the best that they can. But there was a lot of stuff that was would pull me out of it. Like oh, that looks like shit. Like sure. there was a lot of stuff like that. And it was just with with everything, like when when Jane was flying around and fighting people, like it looked super duper fake. <laughs> it's just I... they're not putting as, as much effort into it as I feel like they they need to, or like we just discussed, they need to stop rushing these movies, or just maybe more or less just apologize for for the janky. So
0: sorry go ahead no that that's that's about what i was that's it so i'm i'm slightly higher than you with the effects only because again i'm i i throughout the whole movie was just in shock and all like with how much they brought into the movie like from the books or from the comics that like something like omnipotent city like was really cool how they brought it into like in, like brought it to life on the screen um and then another thing like in the in the movie and in the com- so like in the comics Thor makes a comment that like um you know this new wielder like even uses Mjolnir totally different than the way he does like it's it's noticeably different for them and it, and like in the movie you know, Jane, like, you see how she, like, it goes and to different pieces, like, a bunch of different pieces, and she's using it totally different than what Thor ever was able to and never did. I think, like, showing her fly, like, I'm trying to think of the times that we've seen him fly, and it didn't look that much different, but only because I don't remember seeing him fly and, like, like, kind of do, like, was it him? like like in the at the beginning when he flies through that temple and and busts uh you know a captain marvel you know like you don't really see that often in the films that he's in you know he's usually just using the hammer to like fly around but we don't always see it either so i think they kind of showed her like just to show that difference a little but i mean that's that's just me i i, I wasn't it didn't, it didn't bring it down for me, um, but I think, I think that's why my score is a little bit higher, just because of how they brought all that to life. So I'm honestly, I'm at an eighty with, with my effects. All right, Rose.
1: You know, I, I I'm gonna meet you guys in the middle. I'm gonna go with a seventy-eight, um, because I honestly agree with both what you guys say. I really can't argue both of your points, so. <laughs> I'm just going to be the middle man and meet in the middle
3: alright well that All right. that gives us a 78 for our effects alright next up we got music so this is out of 10 the soundtrack was pretty decent I feel the um mm.
0: Like I kind of struggle to remember what was what was in this a little bit. What? Um, I'll tell you, sweet child of mine. Welcome to the jungle, Paradise City, uh, November rain, all by Guns and Roses. You had okay. only T- only time by Enya. They had a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of like tracks on here. You had a lot of ABBA, or not a lot, but they had some ABBA in there.
1: How do you forget that "Sweet Child of Mine" was in this movie? I know.
3: I'm I'm sorry. It's just and Paradise City. I know. Freaking... Don't get me wrong. Like
1: and so, Welcome for to the, most, the Jungle. on
0: na on na on knees. Like
1: the problem that I have with this soundtrack is, I I think Taika Waititi was trying to go with uh, like, oh, what James Gunn does with the Guardians okay. of the Galaxy movies. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with that is that I feel. F- James Gunn is really good with incorporating those songs with making sense with the story. I'm sorry, these songs kind of just felt like they were thrown in there to be in there. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think that's my issue. That yeah. is totally my issue. Like, it's just, uh, it.
0: I mean, I think, don't I, get me wrong. I think the they soundtrack tried to, was. I think they tried to make the soundtrack work with the movie, versus Ragnarok, where they made the movie work with the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I think they I think they kind of flipped the formula around and it just it just didn't work as well, but i I love the music in here, man, I digged it
3: yeah i like don't get me wrong, I'm still f- fairly high, <laughs> but yeah, should just
1: see what fairly high is
3: I know i my fairly
0: high is like an eight <laughs> oh, that's
1: what I was at too were you? Yeah.
0: Well, Caleb, whenever we whenever my show does it, if I give it a different uh a different rating you can call me out on it. I'm gonna go with a nine. I because I love the I love these, the songs that they used. The, my only gripe was that like, yes, they were kind of at times it did feel like oh it's just thrown in there, but I love the songs. I love the tra the soundtrack. Like looking at, at what songs and stuff they used in this film. Uh I'm, I am a fan, so I'm going to go with a nine for mine, which I know you listen to my show typically for soundtrack or audio. I'm averaging like a seven, sometimes eight, but this this is up there for me.
1: I like it.
3: All right. Well, since we round to the nearest solid number, uh, that gives us an eight for the music.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry we don't make Damn. the rules well We're we made the rules yeah, I was going to say Wait, we do <laughs> like, yeah, alright next did. up
3: we got costumes and for the like the digitally animated ones like we can talk about like the character design and whatnot.
0: I it's a tough pill for me to swallow but I was really hoping that they would make Gore look like he does in the comic. Um, I know the reason they didn't was because literally, if you get a comic, um, image of Gore, that character, and you put it side by side with the Harry Potter, you know, Voldemort from the Harry Potter films, it looks exactly like it. I understand why they couldn't. But God, did I wish that they that they did, because he is such an amazing villain in those comics, like from design to, uh, you know, capabilities and and even his dialogue, he is freaking amazing. So, but,
1: uh, so I just have a quick question with that, Vic. Uh-huh. Um, so with that, you know, like saying like how he looks like Voldemort, and like how they couldn't do that. Do you feel like they didn't do it because everyone was just call him Voldemort, or do you think they did it because warren brothers what I, wouldn't let them
0: what i read considering was, that didn't sorry no well what i what i read was that that was something that they wanted to avoid was was viewers going to see this marvel film and being like oh they copied harry potter or or not even like true like maybe fans of like like let's say just people going in because they're fans of the movies but they know nothing of like Comic book characters, or they don't look into them. Somebody going in, they would be like, Oh, that's that guy from Harry Potter. Like, they just copied that. Okay. You know, and, and whereas they're not, I mean, if you look at, again, you look at the comic book art, he's, I mean, just looks freaking awesome. Um,
1: yeah, when was Gore first introduced into the, uh, I yeah. wanna,
0: it was 2000, shit. Uh, Sixteen or fifteen? I could be wrong. Oh, Okay, so, so he's still say, fairly. That, that he's introduced in the. Yeah, but but I, I mean, if he
1: came out before Harry Potter, like yeah, Warner Brothers couldn't do shit. They couldn't um, really be yeah. about that, but I, I mean, there I there's, there are
0: some. Late. So there are some differences. Two thousand thirteen, by the way. I'm sorry, I was off by three okay. years. Okay. Um, but there's some differences like, the necro sword that he has. They say it's like powered by shadows and stuff. Or like it's got like the shadow realm powers it's actually like a symbiote like it's it's a symbiote type weapon um wow. in the comic book, so it's cool how in the comic like he uses it think of like like he wears it like a cloak almost like or or like the symbiote comes out when it starts to take o- take him over it's like a cloak and um you know so it, it just. Think of like Venom, but but instead you just have this like really cool Doctor Strange cloak, um, that's just you know waving around and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's um, awesome. But again, yeah. like here, I'll I'll see if I totally send you understandable
3: guys... why they wouldn't be able to pull that off with Gore. But and even though they weren't able to get like complete comic accuracy, I think they did the best with what they could, making Gore intimidating like with the scars on his on his head and everything and just like the crazy eyes the messed up teeth and and all that that good stuff his
1: smile is like the thing of nightmares
3: dude no shit
0: and and he has that's the thing too is he has in the comic he's got like these crazy sharp looking teeth um and and i mean you think of voldemort he's like the same you know what i mean like he's i'm gonna watch are you you guys i'm assuming have our uh what's it called our messenger or you have messenger open because we're on this chat but i'm gonna send this really quickly to you guys um so you can kind of see what he looks like in the comics because it's freaking amazing and they they like you see here um yeah, it's really I've cool. Seen a couple I wish they
3: were pictures of him. It's just I've never read the the book.
2: It, yeah.
0: I I mean, again, I I get why I get why they couldn't, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, man, I wish I really wish that I could have that we could have seen something like that because of how how visually like um how visually like mm, I don't know, genius he is. I don't know. He just looks freaking cool, you know. <laughs> so you you just want to like see more of it. Um, damn thing won't let me. I'll figure this out right now. But um, here we go. I'm sending that to you guys so you can, if you're able to, you can look at it. You can look at it or you, Jonathan, I guess. But uh, yeah. but like it, and and that's why like I, it's a hard pill for me to swallow because I love how. I love how this character looks, and he is such a badass in there in the comics, um, that I I understand why they had to kind of step away from from that route. Um, but I uh, is it
1: bad that I'm getting like kind of like Ebony Ma vibes from him?
0: Um, Ooh, no, cause, cause he he kind of
1: probably accurate. Not, yeah, I mean it's not a. <laughs> I mean it looks badass. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, just getting like a little bit of. Yeah. I feel like if you cross like Voldemort and Ebony Maw. There you go. There's go. There
0: you go. Yeah, I could see that. Um yeah. and both of them have been hitting the gym for like, I don't know, the last year for 6 days out of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I thought think... pill... sorry. No, I was just going to say I... th- that, that's my only con- that's my only thing that I didn't like was uh, it was a tough pill for me to swallow, but I think that if they could have given us that, it, that brings it down for me just slightly. Um, and then I I didn't like the way that their helmets appeared. It was too nanotechy. It two was too Wakandian and too uh, too nanotechy. Yeah. So yes, uh, <sighs> that part I was like, hold on, your magic like it should come on totally different. It should, but it's also, like, how do you differentiate it from nanotech? Because, like, the... Um, You get zapped by lightning every time you're about to take it off. I mean, yeah. Or they take it off, and it, like, they take it off, and it, like, just dematerializes, kind of like like, like mist or something. It just goes away. But then when they're going to use the helmet, it's because they're going to go into battle, right? So it's like, boom battle ready helmets there all of a sudden you know
3: yeah it's i think that's just a really hard thing for them to navigate through yeah because it and i think the nanotech freaking kicked everyone in the ass yeah when it came to like the helmets because i know um shows in the dc universe like the flash the flash now has like a nanotech helmet And his helmet goes on and off exactly like that, too. Mm -hmm. So it's just everyone's copying that style. And it's just... It doesn't work for everyone. Especially for a character like Thor. I think, like you said, it needs to be much more magic-based. Yeah. Or... I think it needs to be something that shows up with their armor. And... When like I would actually I would have really liked for them to do it like the the helmet from Ragnarok where he kind of pulls it and it just kind of like folds out and then anytime he takes it off it like kind of folds into like whatever so he can like put it in his suit somewhere and like store it. And then when he pulls it out it like opens back up so he can throw it back on and like I I would have gone something along that route. Um, the suits, so I have the only things that, like, I know that gore isn't, like, comic accurate, and I'm I'm able to let that go. (laughs) Um, I thought he looked really cool, really intimidating and scary. Um, and Thor's costumes, I really liked his, where it was, like, almost like a pelt cape. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that look, and when he switched to like the the, the, the crazy classic. like shiny outfit, oh. yeah, like the the blue one that he was wearing, like the rest. So like that, that majority of the film,
0: Thor. You mean? Oh, oh no, no, no! I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I dug that. I, and like I really liked um Jane's outfit. I thought that the suits killed it per like mm-hmm. absolutely perfect it was the helmets. um <laughs> the helmets were not good
1: yeah Thors especially
3: dude opinion. Thor's looked like absolute dog
0: shit. I did not like, like, oh, like that God. yeah it was like awful. When,
1: when he t- when he turns to the crowd and he or not turns to the crowd but when they're like you know like uh fighting for gore takes all of the Asgardian children and he looks and he's just like, Jane? The way that... I hate that scene so much for how bad the, the helmet looks. I'm like, oh my god.
3: Dude, and what sucks is they've had some kick-ass helmets.
0: Yeah. Man. Like, th- like the the first oh, Thor well, movie. Like I was going to say, oh, the first per- Thor movie was really good.
2: Yeah. And then the, Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. But
0: that's the only time we see him with a helmet, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Ra- dude, but the, the Ragnarok... Two- I love the Ragnarok helmet. The Ragnarok like, if amazing. he would have gone ragnarok helmet style with like that color scheme i probably could have let it go it's just the fact that it came out so far and made his head look huge yeah that's true yeah. which I, I i understand that some of the other asgardian warriors had helmets like that that came out really far but that's just not thor's style yeah, exactly. it made it makes his his head look super fat and it almost felt like this the helmet was oversized too much. It just did not fit and like hated it, but jane's helmet i mean i I hated less, but I think it was maybe too c g i for whatever reason. I don't know what the hell they did every time she put on her helmet, she looked more like Darcy than she did Natalie Portman. <laughs>
1: I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah.
3: Like, it's like something no, in her I eyes agree. changed, and I'm like, that doesn't even look like Natalie
0: Portman. I agree.
3: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that's what dro- is dropping the, the costume score for me a little bit. I think it had the design been better for those helmets, I probably would have been at a 9 or a 10. But I think just... Actually, now that I'm thinking about, like, Valkyrie, because Valkyrie looked killer. Valkyrie looked really good, and Korg looked awesome. <sighs> Shit. I might still be at a nine for costumes, like...
1: But what... I, I hate to throw this out, but what uh, what were your thoughts on Zeus's costume?
3: Zeus looked like garbage. Yeah. So does he knock you down at all, or no? Because he was such a small part no
1: okay fair enough
3: if he would have played a bigger role i probably would have considered it but yeah the people with the, like just this the small roles yeah. i did not take into consideration it was mostly the main cast okay so yeah i i really liked their suits overall and i'm glad thor did not wear his helmet other than that one instance.
2: So, yes. uh,
0: yeah, I agree.
2: I was yeah, going to say, so. I think
0: I saw, I think I found where they pulled it from, though. What, the helmet? I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can. I'll try and, I'll try and get that one for you guys. Cause it, again, again, from the comic, but I want to make sure, uh, um, yeah. And uh, so uh there's there's again a part with this is actually from the jane foster like with jane foster so the mighty thor but there is a part on there where um the character volstag he uh he gets this battle axe or hammer that's in there and um it's kind of like mjolnir where it gives him the power of thor but check out his uh I sent it to the chat again. Check out the helmet that he has on, and when I even when I saw it in the movies, it kind of like it kind of made me think of that, um, oh, just yeah. kind of the way that looked. Yeah, I can see that. You know, not to like it's point. It's not. It's not too much, but I mean the way they covered his face. You know how they have it kind of like sticking out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, that one
3: still has, like, the feathery look. Like, this was just straight up, like...
0: Right, right. Cowl. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, I but think, yeah. even even taking into consideration the helmets, I think the suits make up for it enough. On top of Korg and Valkyrie's outfits. And then, I think, just the other gods in general, too. Like... Even like zoo like yes, Zeus knocks it down. If I'm like taking into consideration all of the extras, but there was enough good costumes to just kind of outweigh the bad ones. That's so. Fair. That's putting me at a nine for costumes. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I can match that.
0: Um, I am too. Hell yeah! I will see your nine and. Give you
3: another 9. <laughs> Alright, well that averages us out to a 9 for costumes. So last up, we got our own personal grade.
1: Who so. wants to start? You me to start?
3: Yeah, since you're signing us off.
1: Okay. So overall, I'm sorry to say this was not my favorite Thor movie. Um, the direction that I see them taking Thor in, I... Like, but I don't love. Um, and just, it, it was just way too comedic when it needed to be serious in some parts. So, with that, I, I'm going to go a 78.
3: Oh, damn.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: All right, Vic, where are you at? Uh, for me, I I didn't like it as much as Ragnarok, Um, but because of how much, again, I've been, I sound like a broken record and I'm sorry, but because of how much they, you know what, no, I'm not sorry because I always hear Caleb like, you know, uh, straddling the line of this is, he wants more comic accuracy. So I don't apologize. I take it back, <laughs> um, but because of how much they pulled in from the comic books, like uh, it, it still brings it up for me. Um, so for me, I would say it's it's at an eighty-five, and that's that's probably my lowest that I would go. And I I, I don't want to go any higher only because uh, I feel like there are some other issues with it that we've already talked about that um, if i go higher that's my own bias that's my bias coming in into play so i want to oh, keep his this his personal as... score so oh so then fuck it then we're going to go with a we're going to go with an 88 <laughs> <laughs> if it's personal then all right oh, we'll go up to the 80 fine. that's as high as
2: i'd go
3: yeah i'm not quite up at like an 88 and I'm not quite as low as a, a 78. <laughs> I'm like somewhere right in the <laughs> in the middle. I'm...
0: So I enjoyed so this a, movie a lot because of the... Con- what? So an 87 got it. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm no, I...
3: I enjoyed this movie a lot because of the connection that I was able to have... Mm-hmm. For the villain and and like the story that that Thor went through,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I think that helped with my enjoyment of the movie. But it it felt very departed from like what I typically have come to know and love from an MCU film. Yeah, and I feel like I've enjoyed the new stuff, like in regards to like Eternals and Shang Chi and. And all that way more than the stuff that's come from, like, past, like, stuff we've seen before. Like, yeah. so it's just, it, it's really, really, really tough for me to, like, walk that line mm-hmm. of, hey, like, oh, like, I had a good time watching it. Like, there's no doubt about that. And like I definitely want to watch it again because it's like it's it's a funny movie, but as an MCU film it's it just not not the best and I think that kind of soured my taste for this movie. So I'm I'm gonna sit like right in it like an eighty three. <laughs> okay.
0: No, that's not bad though. That's you not bad.
3: Alright, well that averages us out to an eighty three for our personal scores. Um, and that concludes this breakdown and the final All Bros and Crash and Taz letter grade for Thor: Love and Thunder has come to a B minus.
0: I'm okay so with. I'm very okay with that
3: actually.
1: Yeah, me too.
3: Yeah, it's um. It's definitely one of the stronger B minuses, um, but it's a B minus nonetheless. How so let's see where this how, how, how movie ranks it? up. Um, so the cutoff for uh, a B minus is an eighty-three, mm-hmm. and this movie has gotten a an eighty-two point zero
0: eight. So the cutoff, like that's to be a, a B. Like a solid B, or to be a low B. Yeah, I mean,
3: so it is.
0: It's it's a high B
3: minus. Yeah, it's like point. It's just over point nine percent away from being a, a B.
0: Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair, wow. and a lot of that I think comes from, again, the the, uh, like the effects that we, that we mentioned, and even some of the writing. True. Sure. Yeah.
3: Um, so like I said, it's sitting at an 82.08, which puts it below, uh, The Magnificent Seven, which is at an 82.12. Uh, puts it below Ron's Gone Wrong, which is at an 82.31. Puts it below Let's Be Cops, which is at an 82.37. Uh, puts it below, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers which is at an 82.43. That's that's going (laughs) to
2: piss a lot of people off.
3: (laughs) And puts it below The Hunt, which is at an 82.47. But it puts it above It Chapter 2, which is at an 81.95. Puts it above Rogue One, which is at an 81.93. Puts it above The War with Grandpa and Spiral, which are both at 81.93. Oh, I guess it's Rogue One, War with Grandpa, and Spiral. They're all, like, equal. Okay. Um, It puts it above being The Ricardos, which is at an 81.87. And then it's above The Bad Guys, which is at an 81.81. All
2: right.
3: Not bad. What's the nearest Marvel film... Marvel film or Marvel related?
0: <laughs> Marvel, okay. Let's do Marvel related. What's the, what's the nearest one that it's that it's above, and the nearest one that it's below? Okay, um, let me find it real quick. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to like give you more work. But no, you're good. I'm just curious
3: where it lands. So it is exactly one percent higher than Deadpool Two.
0: Okay. Uh, okay.
3: And if we're going MCU, it's above actually nothing's in the MCU scored this low.
1: Damn.
3: Oh, that's not true. MCU, it's above Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay.
2: Okay. But yeah, Ant-Man a-
3: Ant-Man and the Wasp is at a C. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. That's
3: fair. Um, going the opposite direction, though, it is under <laughs> Thor Ragnarok.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but so, like I uh, said, th- I, I I'm only happy with that because, like I said, I didn't like it as much, but it, you know, I mean, it's it wasn't the worst either.
3: Yeah. The difference, though, between Thor Love and Thunder and Thor Ragnarok is 1.9%.
1: Damn, how critical were we on Thor Ragnarok?
3: Well, Thor Ragnarok scored a B. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually one of our higher B movies. Or, actually, no. No, it's not. Oh. Yeah, so Thor Ragnarok... Is an it's sitting at an 83.9 and then like i said love and thunder is at an 82.0 it's not bad no. yeah so it's it's like right there <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's so. that's about right
2: <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> we me and rose still need to go through and finish our like r- like putting in our scores for the like some MCU films, but mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out what our ultimate ranking is for. Dude, the I was, MCU. I was
0: talking to a friend about doing that, like starting over completely, watching every single Marvel or MC, like anything that has to do with any like of the MCU universe. I want to watch them all and like rate them, like maybe top four or top five rating. Like this goes into my you know higher rankings I, that, yeah. I think that would be pretty badass like to rank them all
3: I wanna I'm gonna actually do a filter real quick just to see
1: I think we all know what the top one would be even though it's not part of the MCU for Caleb I wanna guess
2: um, Deadpool oh shit
1: I was I was gonna go with Morbius. And come on, oh it's Mormon <laughs> 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 All
2: right,
0: <come> get Morbius. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I while well, you do that, I'll just I'm just gonna ramble. But I I freaking like this film. Like I I like what they did with with everything, man. So i um, I know I know I know Rose. You're not like super. I know you don't really read comics too much, but like. Caleb, man I I'd, I'd say if you're already on there um check those out. I think I have it bookmarked on there. I don't know if it transfers over like when you're using it like if you see stuff that I have like thrown in the library or whatever if I have anything but I'm pretty sure I have those saved just cuz like it's such a great run man, such a great run. I would check check those out. Like I said the the gore run for Thor is on uh Thor, the God of Thunder. It's the first eleven issues, and then, um, and then you have the Mighty Thor with with Jane Foster. That one's, that one's just that's a great run too. Okay,
3: I have our, so Thor Eleven Thunder, is like I said is underneath Thor Ragnarok, and Ant Man and the Wasp. So out of the the, the MCU movies that we've ranked so far. Uh It goes No Way Home, so like top to bottom. So No Way Uh Home, Endgame, Infinity War, Eternals, Shang-Chi, Multiverse of Madness, The First Avengers, Black Widow, Far From Home, uh, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man Homecoming, Age of Ultron, Ragnarok, Love and Thunder,
0: Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: Age of Ultron above that's, Ragnarok.
0: Wow. That's on. That's based on like what they scored on on the yep. show. That is exactly um, how it's. Personally, I'd put it above a few of those, but I. I mean, that's that's interesting to see. Like to, see, but it's also been a while since I've watched a lot of those, movies too.
3: Yeah. So. Don't get me this wrong. Will be, I watched uh,
0: them repeatedly, but. There's some of those that I haven't seen in quite a while, just because they don't—they're not like my top favorite films.
3: Yeah, so it's gonna be fun when we are able to fill in the uh, the rest of them, just to s- see what our with our system. <laughs> That'd <Gotta> be interesting. <laughs> what our official ranking is, because I think the biggest one is like Captain Marvel, like out doing some other movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. I might have to change. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I mean, we'll see. But anyway, yeah, that's where uh, Love and Thunder is. And we've
0: talked about this movie longer than the movie itself. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm bitching, man. I'm bitching. Like I said, man, it's quality over quantity. It's quality over it's quantity. Exactly. So it's, it's, you know.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, well, if, that, if that's uh, the case, Vic, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you?
0: Yeah, um, so you can uh, find me on Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. Uh, you can catch us on Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Um, we're also on Instagram. We're Crash and Taz Movie Seller. It's uh, Crash with the letter N. So Crash and Taz Movie Seller. And there's underscores in between each word. Um, and uh, yeah, we. Kind of, if you like this format, ours is kind of the same, just uh, a little more dumbed down, and um, I'd say we do a lot more dated, kind of like, we do a lot more dated movies, I feel. Uh, um, but, but, you know, if you like this format, it's kind of the same, just, again, we use smaller numbers because we can't really count on our show, but we, uh, uh, you know, we <laughs> <laughs> try to keep it as simple as possible there, but uh, at the movie seller but um, yeah, uh, that's where you can find us. And you All know, right, as well. as an official host of this show, uh, you know, yeah, the you North can also host. find me here occasionally when I when I so choose um, on the All Bros. <laughs> so it's also where I can be found. All right, thanks, Fourth Host. We appreciate it. <laughs> so you're welcome, DJ. So I can let you know. Just wanted to let you know where you could find me at. <laughs> <laughs> all right can't well wait for him to hear this <laughs> seriously though and <laughs> no, i can't wait for the the texts <laughs> God. I, I i really do wish that he could have heard like before he started recording and everything like all the crap because uh, dude i was seriously i was like i'm waiting for it i'm waiting for him to come out and, and start talking as soon as you guys like Try and introduce the ho- the next the guest on here. And I'm like, oh, crap. He's going to jump on here. I can feel it. I feel it in my bones. But, you uh,
1: know. <laughs> All right. Well, if you like what you heard from us and want to uh, hear more of our wonderful voices, be sure to f- be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, literally every everywhere you listen to podcasts I literally just said that um, Wow but if you can't find us on a, a certain uh, podcast platform you are probably listening to the wrong one I hate to break it to you um, <laughs> uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that's your preferred method um, and you can also uh, besides our you know normal episodes be sure to check out our first spin-off series. Even though I'm not keeping it going as, you know, as frequently as I should. I think I'm doing my best. But check out the Gacy Gazette. We just dropped episode four. So, freaking excited. And Caleb did an amazing job updating the uh, freaking artwork. Made it look like uh, I have a mugshot. It's incredible. (laughs) We had a lot of fun uh, taking those pictures when I was in Georgia. It was a blast. (laughs) Um... So yeah, um, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, DM us with your episode ideas, answer our questions of the week uh, if we ever actually post them ever again, <laughs> or if you would like to join us. We would be glad to have anyone, and those platforms are Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Albros, Twitter and Instagram at The as well as TikTok, we're at The um, or you can email us if that's your preferred method, thealbroschannel@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh You can also check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash The All where you can get to know us a little bit more, and it is also the best place to buy merch, because it's where you can actually customize you, the type of design that you want from one of our episodes without Public or Teespring taking our shit down, because companies suck, and copyright sucks. Yep. Yeah. Freaking corporates. Right? Bastards.
0: <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> corporate America. <laughs> seriously
1: Uh, next week on the podcast we'll be breaking down the Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum movie The Lost City Uh, if you guys haven't seen that movie and want to check it out before we break it down it is on Paramount Plus right now so I I'd say it's worth a watch um, but we'll get more into that next week Um, but until then this has been the All Bros Podcast I am Jonathan
3: I'm Caleb And I'm Crash.
1: And we will see you guys next week. Deuces. Peace.
2: (sighs) You stole your line, bitch. (laughs)